Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network is brought to you by Budweiser, GCS Credit Union, U.S. Bank, and Pepsi. Now let's send it to the ballpark. Here's Nate Gatter. From GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Sojay, Illinois, Gateway Grizzlies Baseball is on the air. And tonight, although a little bit late because of rain in the area on a cloudy and wet Thursday evening in Sojay, the Grizzlies will try to avoid a sweep at a five-game losing streak as they host the Schaumburg Boomers in the finale of a three-game series and game three of a six-game homestand on the east side of the Mississippi. Nate Gatter with you to kick off the Budweiser pregame show on the Grizzlies Media Network. So glad you could join us early tonight ahead of our previously scheduled 6.35 Central Time first pitch. Now we are expecting a 7 o'clock Central Time first delivery of this ball game tonight. Whenever legendary baseball moments happen, Budweiser will be there. This Bud's for you. The Grizzlies are coming off a 13-8 loss to Schaumburg last night, a game that lasted eight innings before the rain came in and suspended it early on in the top of the ninth after just one batter, and that the game was eventually called a 13-8 victory for the Boomers, who have now won back-to-back ball games. They come in in second place in the East Division, four games back of first place, Lake Erie. The Grizzlies are 33-53. and 53. They've lost four straight, 18 back at the bottom of the West, behind first place. Evansville, it's a crowded top three spots in particular, although now... There is some separation between the four teams who at the moment would be headed to the Frontier League playoffs as the season ended today and the remainder of the league. Ten games to go, counting tonight for the Grizzlies. The story, though, last night had nothing to do with the Grizzlies. It was Quincy Neporty, Schaumburg's cleanup man and designated hitter, who was four out of five. He had two home runs and a double. He drove in ten runs just over the first three innings. Home run in the first, a three-run shot, then a three-run double in the second, then a grand slam in the third that went an estimated 420 feet out to dead center field in Sojay. And those 10 RBIs over just the first three innings set a single-game Frontier League record in the 27 seasons of Frontier League baseball going back to 1993. No player had ever driven in more than nine runs in one game, but it happened six times in league history, first in 2004, most recently in 2015, and he poured, he topped everybody with 10 runs batted in yesterday, and that gave him 60 for the year. He became only the second boomer all-time to reach 60 runs batted in in one season. The Frontier League's leading hitter now at 319. He is 21 points ahead of the next highest batting average in the league. He's the only hitter at 300 or better. Second best batting average in the league is 298. He comes in at 319 with 11 homers and 60 batted in now for the year. So the uh, rain is coming down again as a a bit of a sprinkle as we get ready for a first pitch, but the players are out of the field getting loose. Our pitchers are warming up and we should still have baseball tonight around 7 o'clock Central Time. Matt Miller, right-hander from Aurora, Illinois, will be on the mound for the Boomers against left-hander Jordan Barrett, Margate, Florida native for the Grizzlies. So with all of that in mind, let's go to our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard, starting first with the standings around the rest of the league in their entirety. Lake Erie is in first place at 47-39, and 39, followed by Schaumburg four games back in second place, the only East Division team remaining in the race. Joliet is nine games back in third. Whitney City trails by 10.5 in fourth, and Washington is 13.5 games off the pace at the bottom of the East Division in last place. So Joliet, Windy City, and Washington are all out of the Frontier Lake playoff race with a week and a half or so to go in uh, the 2019 regular season. In the West Division, Evansville occupies the top spot at 51-35, followed by River City and Florence tied a half game behind the Otters, who are a half game ahead in the loss column, meaning they control their own destiny at this point. They have the game in hand over the rest of the league. Counting tonight, River City and Florence 
have nine games to go. Evansville still has ten left to play this year, as do the Grizzlies. Southern Illinois is four games back in fourth place. The Miners at this point are really the only team along with Schaumburg, and the Miners more so than the Boomers, who are teetering on the edge of the race. Both of them with another loss tonight could be out. If Schaumburg were to lose and Lake Erie were to win tonight, the Boomers would fall five games back of Lake Erie with only uh, a week and a half to play, and even with a sweep over the Crushers would still be two back going into the season's final week because uh, Schaumburg and Lake Erie are scheduled to meet over the weekend up in Avon. So the Boomers pretty much need a win tonight, so too do the Miners. If they were to lose to Evansville and be swept at home, they would fall the five games back of the division-leading Otters heading into the weekend. And uh, more importantly, they would remain at least three and a half back of the wild card, potentially could fall the four and a half back of the second and final Frontier League wild card spot, which is the fourth and final playoff slot currently occupied by River City slash Florence, tied at a half game behind Evansville for the West Division lead. So with the, the how muddy the waters are with those top three teams, still a lot of movement could happen, and the Miners still have three more then over the final week of the year against the Evansville Otters, uh, including so four total remaining this year counting tonight's game. So the Miners are far from out of it, but they really can't afford to lose tonight's game without taking a significant hit and their likelihood of making the Frontier League playoffs. On our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard, we have four games underway, everyone except ours, which is in a rain delay, but will be uh, getting underway, hopefully, around 7 o'clock Central Time, not even a half hour after the originally scheduled first pitch. In the fifth inning up in Avon, Lake Erie leads at home 2-0 over Windy City. The Crushers trying to make it three wins out of four, counting a suspended game that they completed Tuesday during the day. So Lake Erie is up 2-0. That puts even more pressure on Schaumburg. If the Crushers hold on to win, a Boomer's loss would just about eliminate them, even with three more games still to play against Lake Erie. In the fifth inning in Florence, Washington and the hometown Freedom tied up at 1-1. And uh, again, that has relevance in the West Division playoff race, Florence in particular. Washington has been eliminated by the Freedom coming in tied with River City for second place, a half game behind Evansville in the West Division race. Joliet at River City and Evansville at Southern Illinois, both just underway and both scoreless in the bottom halves of their respective first inning. Grizzlies and the Boomers are getting closer to first pitch here from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Soge, where our Frontier League umpires have uh, entered the fray, walking in from center field toward home plate. It'll be Drew Ashcraft calling the balls and strikes, and Chris Dykeman will join him as our base umpire here this evening, the same tandem that worked, although in reverse spots, yesterday's game two of this series. So Gameway again has lost four in a row, coming in at 33 and 53, 18 back at the bottom of the West Division. Schaumburg is 43 and 43 on the strength of back-to-back -back wins. The Boomers are four back of Lake Erie in second place in the East, but have not gotten as much help as they would have hoped this week from the Windy City Thunderbolts playing up in Avon before the Boomers head up there for their final three games of the year against their top of the division rival, Lake Erie. That's the Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard. On the road, the Grizzlies trust Husky Trailways. You can, too, at huskybuzz.com. So it's a rainy Thursday evening from GCS Credit Union Ballpark on the east side of the Mississippi, but we are still hopeful of having baseball coming up here in the next 10 minutes, so not even around a 7 o'clock central time first pitch is what we have been told, and we are still optimistic about playing baseball at that point. Lineup card exchange is coming up around home plate, so we'll have ours when we get back on the Budweiser pregame show. U.S. Bank starting lineups are coming up next. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to the Budweiser pregame show on the Grizzlies Media Network. A Budweiser, a burger, and Thomas Rhett. When you wake up in a different city every day, there's a comfort in being able to count on something familiar. And for me, that's a Budweiser and a burger. 
Los Angeles, Chicago, El Paso, big or small, loud or quiet, a butt and a burger remind me who I am and to keep doing my thing. They take me back home. The best way to get my friends and family over to my house is to tell them that I'm about to grill some burgers and drink some bud. Nothing fancy, nothing forced, no lights, no noise, no backstage pass required. That's a Budweiser and a burger. Cheers. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. The Grizzlies Baseball Academy at GCS Ballpark is where tomorrow's stars train today. We specialize in professional baseball instruction and offer group, semi-private, and private lessons taught by experienced instructors and the most realistic hitting experience you'll find, the ProBatter PX2. The ProBatter PX2 features a multi-pitch machine with synchronized video display to simulate live Major League quality pitching. To schedule your lesson, call 618-781-8170 or visit grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. That's 618-781-8170 or grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. You're listening to the Budweiser Pregame Show on the Grizzlies Media Network. Back at a rainy GCS Credit Union ballpark in Soge, where we're closing in, in theory, on first pitch between the Grizzlies and the visiting Schaumburg Boomers in the finale of a three-game series and the third game of a six-game Grizzlies homestand this week, their penultimate of the 2019 season. After tonight's game, a weekend set over the weekend or uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday against the River City Rascals, which will be the uh, final three games the Grizzlies and the Rascals play against one another, perhaps ever. The Rascals have announced they will be not be back uh, be back in the Frontier League at least under the uh, current incarnation for the 2020 season, and so perhaps the last time the Crosstown Rivals will ever play in the Frontier League. Three games. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday in Soge this weekend. Then the Grizzlies will be off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in Evansville for a three-game series to close out their 2019 road slide against the Otters. Then back home Labor Day weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, August 30th and 31st, and then September 1st, greatest night in baseball, finishing out the year against the Washington Wild Things. Tickets for any remaining Grizzlies home game available at gatewaygrizzlies.com or by calling 618-337-3000. You can also stop by the box office during normal business hours or during any Grizzlies home game. So Gateway and Schaumburg getting ready for this third game tonight. The Grizzlies have dropped four in a row, including the first two games of this series by finals of 7-2 and 13-8. Yesterday's game shortened by just about an inning due to rain. Grizzlies and the Boomers scheduled to get underway right around 7 o'clock tonight after uh, the originally scheduled 6.35 first pitch was uh, washed out, and so we pushed it back 25 minutes or so down the river, if you will. But the field looks uh, okay. There have been treatments on the mound and out near second base where there was some water, in particular around second base and shortstop there was standing water, and uh, the field looks in much better shape than it did about a half hour ago, even though there is still uh, light but ever-present rain coming down these last 10 or 15 minutes here at the ballpark. So with all of that out of the way, we can continue the Budweiser pregame show here on the Grizzlies Media Network. To the friends you can always count on, Bud Light, famous among friends. Time for our U.S. Bank starting lineups first for the visiting Boomers who come in with a record of 43-43. and 43. They are four games back of Lake Erie. Schaumburg in second place in the East Division. Former Grizzly Luis Roman leads off at third base for the Boomers. He has had an excellent series in his return to Soja after the Grizzlies dealt him uh, about a week and a half ago to Schaumburg along with Grizzlies, former Grizzlies right-handed reliever Thomas Nicole in exchange for a player to be named later. That uh, other side of that trade will be announced after the season. 
Roman leads off at third base for Jamie Bennett's Boomers today. Matt Rose is at first base batting second. He has homered in this series. He'll be followed by Jack Parenti in left field batting third. Cleta Matt is the unforgettable Quincy Uni Porty. He will be the designated hitter, and I'm sure Grizzlies fans will not be forgetting him anytime soon. He was suspended for the Tuesday series opener of this three-game set, but he certainly uh, had himself an entire series, had himself a week, had himself for some players a month just in yesterday's game. Four out of five, a couple of homers, a double, and a Frontier League single-game record, 10 runs batted in. Nobody in the 27 seasons of the Frontier League has ever done that before, and Neporty is our Frontier League RBI single-game record holder. Clint Hardy follows. He'll bat fifth in right field, followed by Gian Martellini, the catcher batting sixth, making his first appearance in the series, rookie out of Boston College. He's followed by Alex Polston, number seven batter at second base. Connor Oliver is the center fielder hitting eighth, who snapped an 0 for 34 skid with a double yesterday. And uh, so the former rascal, former beach bum, former crusher, will try to uh, keep his momentum going tonight. And uh, as I say that, I realize Connor Oliver perhaps is the kiss of death, having played for Traverse City and River City last year, and neither of them at this rate are going to make it two years past his tenure with the club. He went through the Beach Bums and the Rascals over the course of 2018. The uh, Beach Bums not back this year, and the Rascals, as mentioned during the previous segment of our Budweiser pregame show, not back next year. Anyway, Oliver is in center field batting eighth. Jimmy Galuski is the shortstop for the Boomers. He will bat ninth, and he had the unfortunate uh, accolade last night of being the only Boomer in the starting lineup who did not reach base. Despite Schaumburg racking up 13 runs on 15 hits, he went 0 for 5 with a couple of strikeouts and grounded in to a double play. Matt Miller, 5'10", 185-pound right-hander from Aurora, Illinois, will be on the mound for the Boomers. Meanwhile, for the Grizzlies, who entered with a record of 33-53, and 53, having lost four games in a row, they are 18 back at the bottom of the West Division. Connor Owings leads off at third base. He has found himself an ice hole in the lit-off spot in the Grizzlies' order this past week. He has homered now in each of his last two series and had another excellent game last night with a home run and a double. He is third on the club, or uh, tied for second, I should say, in homers, leads the club in RBIs and doubles for the year, Owings at third base and leading off. Brent Sakurai is the shortstop batting second. He's followed by Dustin Woodcock, tied with Owings for second on the club in homers. Woodcock is in right field. Luke Lowry, the only Grizzly with more home runs than Woodcock at Owings, had his 12th of the year last night. He is cleaning up at first base. Sean Dunstan Jr. follows in center field. The number six batter is Andrew Daniel. He'll play second base. He's homered in back-to-back games in this series. Wesley Jones off to an excellent offensive start to his Grizzlies tenure. A team-best active hitting streak at seven games. He's the DH hitting seventh. Greg White is back in the lineup, hitting eighth in left field. Zach Taylor will be the catcher in bat ninth. He'll do the catching for Jordan Barrett, the six-foot-four, 225-pound left-hander from Margate, Florida. Once again for Schaumburg, under the direction of Jamie Bennett, a three-time Frontier League champion. Roman at third, Rose at first, Parenti in left, Niporti the DH, Hardy in right, Martellini the catcher, Polston at second, Oliver in center, Galuski at short, and Miller the right-hander on the mound. For Gateway, under the direction of Phil Warren in his 13th year as skipper, and once again for the fifth game in a row, looking for career win number 600, which would make him only the second Frontier League manager all time to reach the 600-win plateau. He would join Southern Illinois boss Mike Pitto, also in his 13th year at the helm of the Miners. The lineup for Mr. Warren is Owings at third, Sakurai at short, Woodcock in right, Lowry at first, Dunstan Jr. in center, Daniel at second, Jones at EH, White in left, Taylor the catcher, and Barrett the left-hander on the mound. Tonight's starting lineup is brought to you by U.S. Bank, the power of possible. 
Miller signed with the Boomers on June the 11th out of Louisiana Tech. He was a second-team All-Conference USA selection with the Bulldogs this spring. He is 3-5 and five with a 5.100 run average. It's his 12th appearance. It will be his 12th start. He has failed to complete the fifth inning in any of his last four outings. In fact, he's only completed the fourth inning in two of them. He hasn't had a quality start since July 25th at home against Southern Illinois. He has had only four quality starts in his 11 outings. The Boomers did win 5-3. He did not factor the decision last week at home against Lake Erie in his most recent start. Before that, the Boomers had lost four of his outings in a row, and he had taken the defeat in all four of those games. In total, the Boomers are 4-7 and seven in his 11 starts, and they've won just two of their last nine. Jordan Barrett, six foot four, two hundred twenty-five pound left-hander, is four and five with a four and a half earned run average. Seventeenth start of the year for Barrett, who has struck out more than a batter per inning, just needs to control his walks, which he did in seven scoreless innings for a victory over the Evansville Otters uh, last weekend in his most recent start. Although the Grizzlies got off to a rocky start in his outings, they have now won four of his last seven, including that three-nothing victory last Friday night. Once again, the starting lineups tonight, including our starting pitching matchup, brought to you by U.S. Bank: The Power of Possible. National Anthem coming up next, then first pitch after the break. You're listening to the Budweiser pregame show. Stay with us on the Grizzlies Media Network. Budweiser presents an important message about friendship. You and me, we were made for love. A lifetime is not long enough to show you what you mean to me. See you later, buddy. Budweiser knows your friends are counting on you. So, we want you to remember to make a plan to make it home every time you go out. Do whatever it takes to get home safely. Call a friend, arrange for a cab, or designate a driver. Because friends are waiting. Hey, I'm sorry. I decided I shouldn't drive home last night. I've stayed at Dave's. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> this message is brought to you by your friends at Budweiser. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. The renovators know where to put a wall, a window, a room. Most importantly, the renovators know what they want, and that's the most admirable skill of all. A home equity line of credit from U.S. Bank could help make your house the home you've always wanted. Visit a U.S. Bank branch, usbank.com slash dreambig, or call 800-209-BANK. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Some restrictions may apply. Subject to credit approval, mortgage and home equity products offered by U.S. Bank National Association, Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC. Hi, this is Hall of Famer Carlton Fisk. Make your plans today to visit Cooperstown and the Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum. There it goes, a long drive. If it stays fair, home run. Reconnect with your memories of the game and make new memories with your family. Check out baseballhall.org today for more information. National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum. Preserving history, honoring excellence, and connecting generations. You're listening to the Budweiser Pregame Show on the Grizzlies Media Network. Back at GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Sojay, where it's a raining Thursday evening, and uh, the sun has finally come out a little bit. The clouds have parted just a touch, and although the lights are out of the ballpark, we do have some sunlight approaching a first pitch that in the end has been delayed to right around our normal Thursday start time. It's 7.05 Central Time at the ballpark now. We were supposed to play 6.35, our earlier start times this week, with school back in session in the St. Louis area, but uh, it looks like we'll just have to settle for our uh, normal start time. 
on a rainy evening that has pushed first pitch back a little over half an hour. Nate Gatter back with you on the Grizzlies Media Network. We wrap up the Budweiser pregame show with a final reminder that whenever legendary baseball moments happen, Budweiser will be there, this Buds, for you. Jordan Barrett to the mound for the Grizzlies. He'll be facing a Schaumburg starting lineup that features in the first inning, Luis Roman, Matt Rose, and Jack Parenti. That trio will be followed by Quincy D. Porty, Glenn Hardy, and Gian Martellini. Then Alex Polston, Connor Oliver, and Jimmy Galuski. Round out of the order for Boomers manager Jamie Bennett. For the Grizzlies defensively, second-worst fielding percentage in the league, ahead only of the visiting Boomers. Greg White is back in left field after he did not play yesterday. Sean Dunstan Jr. is in center. Dustin Woodcock is over in right. Third to first on the infield, it's Connor Owings, Brent Sakurai, Andrew Daniel, and Luke Lowry. Zach Taylor is the Grizzlies catcher. For the six foot four, 225-pound Southpaw Jordan Barrett, 24 years old out of Bargate, Florida. He is four and five of the four and a half earned run average. Technically, it's his 17th appearance, 16th start, but one of those was really a phony relief appearance during a suspended game. He came in to start the bottom of the first inning, but was not the official starter on the lineup card. So it's really 17 starts for Barrett. 84 innings, he struck out 94 and walked 55. The league is hitting 248 against him. He's coming off seven scoreless innings, three hits, one walk, at eight strikeouts last Friday in a 3-0 Grizzlies win in Evansville. Wind up of the first pitch. Roman takes inside for a ball, and we're underway at 7.06 local time. 72 degrees and rainy at first pitch, although uh, it, the sun has come out a little bit. The clouds have parted. The pitch. Roman fouls it back. And the count is one ball and one strike on the former Grizzly. Ramon hitting 277 for the year, a homer and 16 knocked in. Left-hander on left-hander, the wind-up and the pitch. Ramon swings and fits a soft line drive towards short. Sakurai comes in, makes the head-high catch for the first out. That's the first time the Grizzlies have retired. Luis Roman leading off a game of the series. He doubled to start each of the last two games and scored a first inning run. The Grizzlies yesterday were down 3-0 before they came to bat. It was 1-0 the game before. The first inning has been a real issue for the Grizzlies. They've allowed first inning runs in five of their last nine games. Lefty to righty, the pitch to Matt Rose. And it's taken for a strike off the outside of the knees. Rose has a 235 average, hit his 13th home run of the season in the series opener Tuesday. One strike pitch, take it outside, one and one. Along with the 13 homers, he has 36 runs batted in, doubled and singled in a two for five performance yesterday. One and one pitch, Rose takes a backdoor slider for strike two. For Barrett, it's largely about staying in the strike zone he allowed seven earned runs, eight total over four and a third, two starts ago against Windy City. The pitch. Rose swings and misses at a fastball up and away and strikes out. First one for Barrett, two gone quickly in the first inning. And uh, in that outing, he walks six men. Over just four and a third innings. Only one walk over seven innings, Friday in Evansville, and a three-nothing Grizzlies win. So here is Jack Parenti, lefty batting left fielder, 296 average, a homer and 27 knocked in. Nobody on, two men out, top of the first inning, just underway with no score. Barrett lets fly. Parenti takes a strike over the outside. That first pitch weather report, 72 degrees and rainy, although now without a wind and a, a little bit of sunlight, brought to you by ServPro. If unpredictable weather causes damage to your home, turn to the experts at ServPro, faster to any size disaster. Parenti loops a line drive over a leaping Sakurai at short and into shallow left. 
for a two-out single. Good piece of opposite field hitting by Parenti on a breaking ball that stayed up, and he managed to remain on top of it for the knock, and it brings up Quincy Deporti, last night's Boomer's hero. Want to tell you as well that Barrett's strikeout of Rose for the second out of the inning brought to you as all Grizzly strikeouts are by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. No watch below. Before you dig, always call Julie at 811 or visit IllinoisOneCall.com. So here's the powerful righty batter, Quincy Deporti. Barrett sets at the letters and deals. Deporti takes a fastball strike. Deporti now leading the league with a 319 batting average. He has 11 home runs and 60 RBIs. He hit two homers yesterday and drove in a Frontier League single game record 10 runs. Barrett ready in the pitch. Deporti takes a changeup just off the outer edge. One ball and one strike. Luke Lowry holds Zach Parenti at first base. Parenti does have some speed. Seven steals on nine attempts this year. And now there are sort of two competing schools of thought in this situation on whether to send him. A look to first in the one-on-one pitch. Swung on a fly ball, right field and deep. This might have the legs. Woodcock looks up, and it is gone. Quincy D. Porty homers again. A two-run shot. He has homered in the first inning of back-to-back games, and the Boomers take a 2-0 lead. So the Grizzlies will trail going into the home half of the first inning in each of the three games in this series. This is the sixth time in their last ten games the Grizzlies have been scored upon in the first inning. The Portis' 12th home run of the year. He now has 62 RBIs. He has come to the plate six times in this series. He has three home runs, and he has 12 RBIs, and he almost just slipped going down the wet steps of the dugout on the third base side. His teammates are laughing at him for the way he's beating up the world at the plate. He couldn't even handle the, the dugout steps. Now the pitch to Clint Hardy. Taken for a ball just off the outside. So Parenti scores from first. Neporti the home run. Just continues for him. What if he drives in 11 tonight, huh? Hardy, 260 hitter. Pitch to him. Taken low, 2 0. Eight home runs, 38 batted in for Hardy this year. Last year for Neporti, or uh, last night, I should say, it was a three run homer in the first, three run double in the second, grand slam in the third. Swing and a miss by Hardy at a breaking ball. Two and one. Been a home run happy series for both teams, even though the Boomers have hit the second fewest in the league. Now the pitch. Hardy grounds one foul off the third base side. Two balls, two strikes. The Boomers were barely hitting a home run every other game for the year. They've hit seven in three games in this series. Well, seven in two games and an inning. Team best four homers in the Tuesday opener. Two and two pitch from Barrett. Hardy tried to check his swing on a high pitch that missed the zone, and Drew Ashcraft says, in fact, Hardy went around. Strike three. A couple of Ks for Jordan Barrett of the first, brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system, but another Quincy D. Porty home run. Ten offensive innings, really nine offensive innings, because the ninth was mostly rained out yesterday. D. Porty has homered three times. He's driven in 12, and it's a 2-0 Schaumburg lead with Gateway coming up as we go to the bottom of the first on the Grizzlies Media Network. Budweiser presents an important message about friendship. You and me, we were made for love. A lifetime is not long enough to show you what you mean to me. I'll see you later, buddy. Budweiser knows your friends are counting on you. So, we want you to remember to make a plan to make it home every time you go out. 
do whatever it takes to get home safely. Call a friend, arrange for a cab, or designate a driver. Because friends are waiting. Hey, I'm sorry. I decided I shouldn't drive home last night. I've stayed at Dave's. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> this message is brought to you by your friends at Budweiser. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Family corn farmers have planted more than 1.2 million miles of conservation buffer strips to protect the soil, improve water quality in lakes and streams, and create acres and acres of wildlife habitat. So corn farmers aren't planting just corn. They're planting the seeds for future generations to enjoy what Mother Nature has created for all of us. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. This is Jeff Manzo, and you're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. We go to the bottom of the first inning. Schaumburg 2 and Gateway coming to bat for the first time after Quincy Porty goes deep again to start the top of the first inning. For the series, he's now 5 out of 6, 3 homers, a double, 12 RBIs, and 4 runs scored. That's an 833 batting average, 833 OPS, and a 2,500 slugging percentage. So by my math, that gives him a 3,333 OPS, which I don't even really know how to describe because I've never seen a number that high in any sample size. So, the 40 has uh, been not too bad, one could say, at this point. Connor Owings leads off the bottom of the first inning for the Grizzlies, trailing 2 0 against Schaumburg redheader Matt Miller, who's 3 and 5 with a 5.1 run average for the year. It's his 12th appearance, all starts. Redheader to left hander, out of the windup, he delivers. Owings takes up and in for a ball. Miller in 54 and two thirds innings has struck out 55. He's walked 22. The league is hitting 250 against him with some good power. Alley, 1-0 pitch. Owing swings, drives one left field, and that sends Parenti back to the track. He leaps and makes the backhand catch in front of the wall. Only Owings followed the uh, Niporti fireworks yesterday with a leadoff homer in the bottom of the first, but tonight not to be. To fly to deep left and a nice play by Parenti. So one away in the bottom of the first. Miller, by the way, is closing in on his 25th birthday next month. 5'10", 185-pound right-hander from Aurora, Illinois. A rookie out of Louisiana Tech, signed with the Boomers in June. And as mentioned during the Budweiser pregame show, he has not gone more than four and a third innings in any of his last four starts. Right-hander against right-hander, pitched to Brent Sakurai. It's a fastball taken high for ball one. Brent hitting 265, homers 26 knocked in. Boomers two, Grizzlies nothing. Gateway batting with one out and nobody on last of the first. The pitch. Sack takes a strike off the outside corner. The Grizzlies weren't getting that called about five or ten minutes ago. One and one the cap. Drew Ashcraft is calling our balls and strikes tonight. Chris Dykeman is on the bases. Infield plays Sakharetta pole. Miller lets fly. Sakurai nearly hit by a curve that runs inside. He bails out of the way. It's two balls and a strike at the Grizzlies Hawaiian shortstop. Schaumburg defense is the worst in the league by fielding percentage. Jack Parenti made a good catch, though, in left field to start the home half of the first. Connor Oliver joins him in center. Clint Hardy at right. Third to first on the infield. It's Roman, Galuski, Polston, and Rose. 
Martellini is the catcher. Two and one pitch. Sakurai grounds it sharply to second, but Polston had him shaded up the middle, and it's pretty much right at him. A small shuffle to his left. He collects and throws out Sack for the second out. Two up and two down against Miller, the right-hander. Second team all-conference USA selection as a senior at Louisiana Tech this past spring. Has had only four quality starts in his 11 outings. Boomers four and seven. And his starts this year, and they've lost seven out of his last nine. Here's the powerful lefty batting rookie outfielder, Dustin Woodcock. First pitch in the way. Woodcock takes low for a ball. Friday night starter at Louisiana Tech. Last couple of years, 2018 and 19. Team finished 34 and 24 this spring. Pretty good baseball conference. 1-0 pitch. Swing and a miss by Woodcock. It's even a ball than a strike. Dustin hitting at 206. He has 10 home runs, tied for second most in the club, and he's driven in 22. Miller has really struggled on the road. This is his fifth road start. He has a 7.8 earned run average away from home. Woodcock takes just low, 2-1. and one. On top of that, his earned run average is almost 8 in August. In general, across the board, pretty much every boomer pitcher or hitter has struggled in August compared to earlier in the season because the Boomers have not had a good record in August. Doing one pitch. Woodcock just nubs it foul up the third base side, spinning back toward fair territory, but it's going to stay foul. Have to be aware of that, though, on turf at all times, especially when it's this wet. And that's something to keep in mind as well as the game goes on. The biggest influence of wet turf is that it's even slicker than usual. And that applies especially on players sliding into bases, and even more so when you're playing a team like the Schaumburg Boomers, one of only two on the 10-team Frontier League circuit that at its home ballpark has natural dirt and grass. We've seen how the Evansville Otters look completely smitten by wet turf sliding into bases, especially on steal attempts. See if that happens to the Boomers tonight. Two and two pitch. Woodcock tanks low, and it's full. Two outs, nobody on. Two nothing, the Schaumburg lead last to the first. And it's three balls and two strikes on Woodcock. Miller works from over on the first base out of the rubber, stares in for his sign. The wind up of the payoff pitch. Woodcock swings, lifts a fly ball, shallow left toward the foul line. Parenti to his right, still going, makes the backhand catch of the move, maybe 15 or 20 feet inside fair territory. So the Grizzlies go in order against Miller. We head to the second, 2 nothing Schomburg on the Grizzlies Media Network. Consider the cup holder. There's probably one feeling empty next to you right now. No refreshing Pepsi and no hope. Look at it. Really, really look. Are you looking? Just look at it, won't you? All across the country, cup holders just like yours are being abused, deprived of Pepsi, forgotten. Instead of a refreshing Pepsi, some of them are being filled with loose change or crumbled up drive through receipts or is that a what of used chewing gum? <sighs> Clean your car. But what if you could help? Both of you, or all of you, there's really no way for me to know how many of you are in your car. I hope there's not 10 of you. That would be really unsafe. Get a Pepsi and refresh a cup holder's life. Our cup holders and our thirsts are counting on it. In fact, I'm having a refreshing Pepsi right now. Ah, that is refreshing. <clears throat> Pepsi, refresh yourself. Refill your cup holder. One small change can do a lot of good. That's why U.S. Bank proudly invests in communities like yours. 
It's also why we're celebrating good deeds being done nationwide. Because the more good we see, the more we're inspired to do the same thing. So help us spread the goodness. Use the hashtag #CommunityPossible to share a story of one good thing you've done recently. Together, we'll turn one small change from all of us into one big impact in our community. U.S. Bank: The power of possible. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Now back to the ballpark on the Grizzlies Media Network. Rookie Boomers backup catcher Gian Martellini leads off in the top of the second inning with Schaumburg ahead 2-0 after one from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Soge. Nate Gatter back with you on the Grizzlies Media Network. Martellini is in only his fifth game with the Boomers out of Boston College. Catching with uh, for his fellow rookie battery mate, Matt Miller, on the mound for the Boomers tonight. Barrett, the left-hander, winds and deals. Righty batter Martellini takes well outside for ball one. Alex Poston and Connor Oliver will follow. Six, seven, and eight in the Schaumburg lineup to bat. Nobody on, nobody on to start this top of the second inning. And the 1-0 pitch. Martellini takes a curve that stays outside. Two balls and no strikes. He has a 267 average. No homers, no RBIs across his first four games. His only boomerous extra base hit was a triple to this point. The pitch, Martellini swings, shoots an opposite field line drive, past the dive of Andrew Daniel at second base, and into right field for a leadoff single. Third hit so far for the Boomers in an inning plus against Barrett. And that brings up Alex Polston. The ready batting Schaumburg second baseman. Polston from Oklahoma City. 189 average over 73 Boomers games. He has no home runs and 15 batted in. Did have only his third extra base hit of the year, all doubles, earlier in this series. It was yesterday. The pitch. Fastball that goes down the opposite field line in for a base hit toward the Grizzlies' bullpen. It kicks away from Woodcock. Poston heads to second. Dustin up with it. Rockets a throw there. Off a short hop. Sakurai's tag. Poston is safe. He puts it on him again after Poston came off the bag. But Chris Dykeman, our base umpire, says Poston kept his foot on it. Sakurai was sure he did not. Either that or Dykeman said he got his foot back to the bag. It clearly came off. You could see that from here. Whether Sakurai got the tag back down on him in time is hard to tell. He didn't keep the tag on him continuously. So Polston, after only two extra base hits all year over his first 72 games, has doubles in back-to-back games now Wednesday and Thursday. Martellini goes to third. There are boomers at second and third with nobody out. And the top of the second inning, and Schaumburg already up two to nothing. And the Boomers already only a triple away from a team cycle tonight. Left-hander against left-hander. Barrett sets at the letters and delivers to Connor Oliver, who takes a fastball strike. Oliver has a 220 average. He did finally come up with a hit on opposite field double yesterday in the sixth inning. He also walked twice. Three homers, 26 batted in to go with the 220 average for the veteran Frontier Lager. Open stance, left side, circles the bat. The pitch taken just off the inner edge. One ball, one strike. Oliver kind of opens up toward the pitcher a little bit in his stance. He has the left foot against the back line of the batter's box. And then his right foot, he just about points it out toward the mound. Maybe more points it toward shortstop. Bends at the knees with his belt buckle pointed toward third base. And he takes a curve for a strike, one and two. At the big league level, we've seen a really egregious version of this stance 
or extreme version of their stance, at least from Aristides Aquino, the Reds rookie sensation who had those 11 home runs in his first 17 major league games. The pitch, Oliver takes a breaking ball down and outside, smothered by Taylor, two balls, two strikes. Oliver does not uh, open up nearly as much of the mound. Aquino basically points his chest at the pitcher's mound, but he has sort of a, a halfway version of that with his chest opened up toward the left side of the infield. Martellini at third after a single, Polston at second after an opposite field line drive double that he floated over the first base for Luke Lowry into shallow right along the line. Nobody out, two nothing boomers in the second. Two balls and two strikes on Oliver. Barrett into the stretch, takes a breath and now delivers. Oliver swings at a fastball and ticks it foul. Boomers number nine batter, Jimmy Galuski is on deck. And then the top of the order, former Grizzly Luis Roman in the hole should the inning continue far enough to warrant an at-bat for him. Barrett works from slightly off to the first base out of the rubber. He sets at the letters, and the 2-2 two two pitch again. Oliver swings at a breaking ball, two hops it toward first. Lowry steps to the bag, and now there are two boomers toward third base. Lowry throws to third. Owings throws to the plate, and the tag on Martellini, he is out. Sloppy boomers, base running results in a double play. 3-5-2 twin killing. So Lowry stepped on first base to retire Oliver. Polston had run almost all the way to third base. He was within 10 feet of third base, even though Martellini stayed home at third. Lowry looked at both of them and then made the wise decision to throw to the third baseman Owings between them. That sent Martellini headed to the plate. And it goes as a 3-5-2 double play. He's tagged out in front of the plate by Zach Taylor. Grizzlies unconventional double play, but brought to you nonetheless by Casino Queen, the official hotel of the Grizzlies where loose means more. So Alex Polston holds at second base, two down. Two-nothing boomers still in the second for the righty batter Galuski. Barrett looks to second and deals. Galuski takes just off the outside corner for a ball, and that's the uh, same pitch that was called a strike against Brent Sakurai in the bottom of the first. Two runs on four hits for the Boomers thus far. Single and a Quincy DePorty two-run homer in the first, a single and a double start in the second inning, but Barrett now an out away from wiggling out of it. 1-0 pitch. Galuski waves in front of a changeup and misses. One ball, one strike. Galuski hitting 197. He has four homers and 18 batted in. And had the unfortunate distinction of making five, or make it six, of the 24 boomers outs yesterday. Counted for a quarter of them all by himself. Pitch to him is a fastball slice foul off the right side out of play. And that was while the boomers scored 13 runs on 15 hits in eight innings pretty much offensively. There was one batter who came up at the top of the ninth and walked before the game was put into a delay and subsequently called as a 13-8 Schaumburg win. Two-nothing Boomers here, top of the second. Two down. Polston at second base. Grizzlies trying to make those Boomers' mistakes of the base pass hurt. One ball, two strikes on Galuski. Barrett throws. Swing and a miss. Galuski chased to change up off the outside and strikes out. Three strikeouts for Barrett. All brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. And despite a couple of boomers' hits that gave them second and third with nobody out, they go scoreless with one man left. As we head to the bottom of the second, Schaumburg 2, gateway nothing on the Grizzlies Media Network. A Budweiser, a burger, and Thomas Rhett. 
When you wake up in a different city every day, there's a comfort in being able to count on something familiar. And for me, that's a Budweiser and a burger. Los Angeles, Chicago, El Paso, big or small, loud or quiet, a Bud and a burger remind me who I am and to keep doing my thing. They take me back home. The best way to get my friends and family over to my house is to tell them that I'm about to grill some burgers and drink some Bud. Nothing fancy, nothing forced, no lights, no noise, no backstage pass required. That's a Budweiser and a burger. Cheers. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. GCS Credit Union offers Kasasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See financial institution for details. Member NCUA insured. This is Jason Siever, and you're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Second, trailing Schaumburg two to nothing. Gateway cleanup man will get first wraps. Righty batter in his open stance, better the knees. Right there, Matt Miller delivers, and Lowry swings and pops it out. Foul right side out of play. Quincy Deporty is stealing all the headlines. Five of six in this series with three homers in double and a dozen runs batted in, including a two-run homer in the first inning tonight. First two first two RBIs today, and uh, he had the Frontier League record ten runs batted in yesterday. But Lowry has been so hot himself. Pitch to Luke is a slider that he accidentally shoots out a two-hopper to first. Little check swing, ground out to Matt Rose. And Lowry is retired, but his average up to 263 coming into play tonight. Leads the club with 12 homers. He's driven in 33. Here now is Sean Dunstan, Jr., Grizzly center fielder. One out, nobody on. Gateway down 2-0 in the second. We can check in on our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard. Righty to lefty, pitch on the way. Dunstan takes up and outside for a ball. Windy City has come back to tie the game, 2-2 at Lake Erie in the seventh. River City has taken a 2-0 lead at home in the fourth over Joliet. Washington has pulled ahead 2-1 in Florence in the seventh. And Southern Illinois up 2-1 at home in the third over Evansville. Pitch low, 2-0. So that's just about the best things could be going for the Miners tonight. The current score lines to an O pitch. Sean swings and fouls it back. Two balls and a strike. Would push River City into first place. Evansville would be a half game behind. Florence one back. And Southern Illinois would trail by three and a half. Two and one delivery on the way. Swing and a miss by Dunstan. Two balls, two strikes of the Grizzly speedy center fielder. 245 average. Seven home runs. And he's driven in 36. 
Now the pitch. Dunstan fouls it back. One out, nobody on. Last of the second inning, Grizzlies trail the Boomers two to nothing. Andrew Daniel, Grizzlies sixth place hitter, is on deck. Now the pitch again. Dunstan golfs it foul, left side out of play. Still two balls, two strikes. Infield plays Sean Slender to pull, outfield straight away. Miller lets fly. Dunstan swings and pops it foul, left side out of play. Dunson had his 33rd steal of the year yesterday. Drove in a couple, single and a walk, scored a run. Pitch on the way. He takes inside three balls, two strikes. Those 33 steals continue to extend his Grizzly single season record. Snapped the 30 swipes Matt Hearn had in 2017 to set that mark. Payoff from Miller now. Dunstan swings and misses at a fastball down around his knees and strikes out. That's the first one for Miller, who's retired all five Grizzlies he's faced. So here's Andrew Daniel, ready batting second baseman with a 220 average, eight home runs and 29 batted in. He has over in each of the first two games of this series. Miller into his rocker step, the light kick and the delivery. Daniel takes a slider that bounces in for ball one. Wesley Jones is on deck, Grizzly seventh place batting DH. If the inning were to continue, what a offering on the way. Daniel takes a fastball strike, and it's even one and one. Two down, nobody on. Two nothing, Schaumburg at the bottom of the second. That Husky Trailways out of town scoreboard update, by the way, which now includes another run for Southern Illinois, up three to one in the third. Pitch is grounded toward the middle. He shortstop Galuski to his left, gloves it behind the bag, shovels almost underhand, submarine style the first, and just does beat Daniel by a step to end the inning. Another one, two, three frame for Miller with his first strikeout. We head to the third. Two nothing, Boomers by the Grizzlies Media Network. One small change can do a lot of good. That's why U.S. Bank proudly invests in communities like yours. It's also why we're celebrating good deeds being done nationwide. Because the more good we see, the more we're inspired to do the same thing. So help us spread the goodness. Use the hashtag #CommunityPossible to share a story of one good thing you've done recently. Together, we'll turn one small change from all of us into one big impact in our community. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. The Grizzlies Baseball Academy at GCS Ballpark is where tomorrow's stars train today. We specialize in professional baseball instruction and offer group, semi-private, and private lessons taught by experienced instructors and the most realistic hitting experience you'll find, the ProBatter PX2. The ProBatter PX2 features a multi-pitch machine with synchronized video display to simulate live Major League quality pitching. To schedule your lesson, call 618-781-8170 or visit grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. That's 618-781-8170 or grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. 
Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Over the past 12 years, America's family corn farmers have produced the 12 largest corn crops in history. And they've done it with less fertilizer, fewer chemicals, and less land. Using groundbreaking technology and new management practices to grow food, feed, fuel, and fiber. In other words, America's family corn farmers continue to grow corn better than anyone else and better than ever before. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. You're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Top of the order coming up for Schaumburg as we head to the visitors' half of the third inning with the Boomers leading Gateway 2 to nothing in the finale of this three-game series. And a third of a six-game homestand this week for the Grizzlies. And so is Jay, Nate Gatter back with you on the Grizzlies Media Network. Luis Roman, the former Grizzly, settles into his straightaway stance. Back of the box left side against Grizzly Southpaw Jordan Barrett, who works out of the stretch, center of the rubber. The kick on the pitch. Roman takes a curve that drops in for a strike. He'll be followed by Matt Rose and Jack Parenti. And this visitor's third. Schomburg has scored two runs on four hits thus far. In two innings against Barrett. One strike pitch. Roman takes a curve for strike two over the outside of the belt. He lined out softly to the shortstop Brent, Brent Sakurai. Leading off the game at the top of the first. Barrett retired the first two boomers he faced and then ran into trouble in the later stages of the first inning. The pitch. Roman takes outside a ball. Jack Parenti singled, and Quincy DiPorti had another home run. This one just a two-run shot, but he's driven in 12 runs in the series. Then Barrett was in big trouble to start the second. What a two-pitch. Roman lifts a fly ball down the left side, slicing foul and out of play. Gian Martellini single to start the inning, and then Alex Bolston doubled behind him to put Boomers at second and third with nobody out. The pitch. Roman swings and tops a two-hopper to second base. Daniel charges in to get it. Flips sidearm to Luke Lowry at first and retires Roman for the opening out in this third inning. After there were Boomers at second and third, nobody out. Connor Oliver hit a ground ball to first. Luke Lowry stepped in the bag. Mortellini, seeing that Lowry would have been able to throw home and get him, decided to hold at third base, but was maybe 10 or 15 feet off the bag. Meanwhile, Alex Poston, who had been at second, had run almost all the way to third. He was no more than 10 or 15 feet on the other side of third base. Lowry looked at both of them, then threw to the third base, but Owings in between them. Pitched to Matt Rose. Fastball that he swings at and misses. Strike one. And Owings then pursued Martellini, who took off of the plate, threw it home, and Zach Taylor applied the tag for a double play. Poston ended up back at second base, and then Jimmy Galuski struck out to end the inning. Rose takes outside, one ball and one strike, and the powerful righty batter, who struck out himself at the first inning, the first of three, bared his fan to this point. One out of the base is clear. Grizzlies trail 2-0 in the top of the third. One one pitch. Rose takes just outside. Two balls, one strike to count. And Jack Parenti is on deck. Barrett kicks and lets fly. Rose takes a changeup strike of the inner third, two and two. Barrett shakes off a sign, shakes another. And the pitch. Swing and a pop up. Shallow right field. 
Dustin Woodcock comes in a few steps. He makes the call, reaches up, and the one-hand catch over his cap for the second out. So Rose is 0 for 2, and it brings up Jack Parenti with two down to the bases empty. We can go quickly again to our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard, and there has not been an update since our last check. Southern Illinois did finish batting, now leading 3-1 of the fourth at home against Evansville. Witte City at Lake Erie, 2-2 in the eighth. River City up 2-0, batting in the home fourth against Joliet. Washington up 2-1. The pitch to Parenti is a strike. That Wild Things lead is in Florence, seventh inning at UC Health Stadium down in northern Kentucky. On the road, the Grizzlies trust Husky Trailways. You can, too, at huskybus.com. The one-strike offering. Parenti swings and lifts a fly ball left field. That sends White back a few steps to the edge of the track. He makes the backhand catch, and the inning is over. One, two, three frame for Barrett. That is uh, only the third one, two, three inning the Grizzlies have had the last couple of games. Their first tonight. They had to wait until the seventh inning to get one yesterday. It comes in the third inning here this evening. We have the last of the third, two nothing. The Schaumburg lead on the Grizzlies Media Network. A Budweiser, a burger, and Thomas Red. When you wake up in a different city every day, there's a comfort in being able to count on something familiar. And for me, that's a Budweiser and a burger. Los Angeles, Chicago, El Paso, big or small, loud or quiet, a Bud and a burger remind me who I am and to keep doing my thing. They take me back home. The best way to get my friends and family over to my house is to tell them that I'm about to grill some burgers and drink some Bud. Nothing fancy, nothing forced, no lights, no noise, no backstage pass required. That's a Budweiser and a burger. Cheers. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. At ServPro, no home is too big and no question is too small. So when fire or water damage strikes your home or business, call on the cleanup team. The insurance industry has trusted for more than 40 years at 1-800-SERVPRO and servpro.com. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things matter most are on the line, make sure we are too by calling 1-800-SERVPRO or visiting servpro.com. Helping make fire and water damage like it never happened happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. This is Sean Denson Jr. and you are listening to Gateway Grizzly Baseball on the Grizzly Media Network. Bottom third of the Grizzlies order scheduled in the bottom of the third inning, which unless you have a lot of runs is not a good sign. And the Grizzlies do not have a lot of runs tonight because that means that the opposing starting pitcher, in this case, Rookie right-hander Matt Miller has faced the minimum. And even better, he's retired all six of them with one strikeout. Right-hander against right-hander. Miller out of the windup to the Grizzlies' D.H. Jones. First pitch of the way. And Wesley swings and lifts a soft pop-up into shallow right off his hands. Over the second baseman post, and he slides, but it tips off his glove and drops in shallow right. That's the first Grizzlies hit. Looked like it was going to be a simple play, but Rose couldn't get back from first, and Poston couldn't get over from second. And it lands in shallow right for a base hit. And as such, Wesley Jones has now hit an eight games in a row. First Grizzlies hit of the ball game brought to you by Montclair Animal Hospital. Is your furry friend not feeling well or in need of an annual checkup? Whatever the need, you can bring your pets to Montclair Animal Hospital. For their mission is to give each pet their full attention. 
So now the righty batter, Greg White. Second to last Grizzly in the lineup yet to bat tonight. Zach Taylor is on deck before the lineup turns over again to Connor Owings. Miller pitches. White takes a fastball strike. He's hitting 250, no homers, and three batted in across his first eight games with the club. Roddy Batter, wide open stance, back of the box. The gold 22 on his, the back of his white Grizzlies jersey. The pitch. He checks his swing on a slider low and went around, according to Drew Ashcraft, our plate umpire. And it's no balls, two strikes. Gold Grizzlies script across the chest. Navy helmets and belts. All white jerseys and pants to home uniforms for Gateway this evening. Schaumburg in the black jerseys on the road for the second or uh, third game in a row of this series. Black caps, orange bills. The orange ass of the forehead and the left side of the chest. Or numbers front and back. Pitch to white. Fastball taken. Strike three called inside of the knees. Couple of Ks for Miller. This one looking. One down in the home third. Boomers have the gray road pants to go with it. Miller has the tight black sleeves poking just beyond his elbows and stopping the upper part of the forearm. Here is Zach Taylor now, 234 average, a homer and 15 batted in over 50 ball games. Jones at first, throws, holds him. One down last of the third. Grizzlies trail Schaumburg 2-0. Miller sets first base out of the rubber at the letters. A breath and a pitch. Taylor checks his swing on a slider down and away, ball one. So this is a Matt Miller who the last four starts has yet to go farther than four and a third innings into a ball game. Two starts ago, he allowed seven runs all earned in three innings. Four starts ago, he allowed nine runs all earned in three innings. And the Grizzlies only have one base runner against him in two and a third. The 1-0 pitch taken just low. Two balls, no strikes. Fastball did not miss by much. And Taylor is ahead of the count. He had a really rough week-long road trip. Last week, he was 0 for 18. But he has now hit in two games in a row. He's 2 of 8 in this series. Third inning single Tuesday. And a seventh inning RBI double yesterday. Miller stretches and deals. Taylor takes a fastball, though. Three balls and no strikes. On the former Oregon State Beaver, part of the national champion OSU club in 2018. Jones at first, one out, three balls, no strikes on Taylor. And if he were to get on, in this case most likely with a walk, ahead three balls, no strikes, Connor Rowings would come up as the potential go-ahead run. Throw to first, Jones dives back. He has not attempted a stolen base across his first nine games with the club. Middle infielder is double played up. The first baseman, Rose, as mentioned, holds Jones. Third baseman, Roman, is very deep. Outfielder is a step or two deep and straight away. Now the pitch. Taylor takes a fastball, just low, ball four. Tell you what, a couple of very close pitches around the knees in that plate appearance. But Taylor takes a walk. That is only the seventh time in 51 games where the Grizzlies, Zach Taylor, has walked. He's been hit by six pitches, now just his seventh one. But Jones to second. And Taylor aboard with a free pass. Two Grizzlies on, one out for Connor Owings who had his ninth home run last weekend in Evansville and his 10th home run of the year last night. Two out of five, he added a double, drove in two runs last night. 
flat out to deep left on a leaping catch by Jack Peretti just in front of the base of the 16-foot wall in left field, leading off the bottom of the first. Miller ready, and he throws. Owings takes down and in, a change of the missed, one ball, no strikes. That is five straight from Miller outside of the strike zone. Boomers two, Grizzlies nothing. Jones at second, Taylor at first, one out of the bottom of the third. Middle infielders for the Boomers still a double plate app. There is now a rather sizable hole on both sides of the infield, in particular the left side. 1-0 pitch. Owings takes a backdoor slider for a strike. It's 1-1. One one. First baseman Rose plays behind Taylor but toward the bag. Miller ready in the pitch. Owings swings and fouls it back. One ball, then two strikes. Brent Sakurai is on deck. He will bat barring a double play or any other type of out of the base pass. Two runs on four hits for the visiting Boomers. Those two runs came out of Quincy D. Porty, two-run homer on the top of the first. The good news for the Grizzlies is that he'll be leading off the fourth inning, which will be the first time in this series he's led off an inning and batted with nobody on base as a result. Nobody too close to Jones. Still has a pretty small lead at second base, though. Miller ready, looks that way. Now the pitch. Owing swings and misses. He chased a changeup a little bit below his knees. Couple of Ks in the inning for Miller, who has fanned three Grizzlies now in two and a third innings. And the pressure falls to Sakurai with two on a two out of the Grizzlies down a pair in the third inning. Sakurai grounded out to second base his first time. Right-handed batter, straightaway stance, back of the box. Little circle of his hands just above shoulder high. He's raised up a little bit. The pitch. He takes a fastball high. One ball, no strike. Certainly has not been the last, uh, best last few weeks for Brett, especially as compared to his first half of the year. Still hitting 260, which would be his best average in his three years as a professional, all spent with Gateway. Although not nearly as good as the 300-ish uh, pace he was on for most of the first half. The pitch. He swings at a fastball, fouls it back just over the screen. And the count, one ball, one strike. Jones at second after a leadoff single. Greg White then struck out. Taylor's at first after he walked. That Owing struck out. Two-nothing Boomers last of the third. And it's one ball, one strike at the Grizzlies Hawaiian shortstop. Miller into the stretch. A look to second, and now he lets fly. Sakurai swings at a slider, shoots it left side, off the diving stab of Luis Roman at third base. He crawls to pick up the ball with his bare hand. By the time he secures it, has no play. Everybody moves up safely 90 feet. Still a good play by Roman to knock it down. He couldn't quite make the catch or secure it cleanly enough to have any play. But if that ball got by him, it likely would have scored Jones. Instead, it's a single for Sakurai, who has hit now in nine of his last 10 games. And the bases are full of Grizzlies with two men out for Dustin Woodcock. Woodcock has been uh, a bit quieter offensively of late, although he did have a couple of singles yesterday to push his average back above the Mendoza line. This is the 50th professional game for the rookie outfielder. That was his first multi-hit game since August 10th at home against Windy City. Woodcock takes a generous strike off the outer edge on a tailing fastball. 
He has not homered since August the 16th in Evansville, which seems a long time, even though it was only five games ago. Duration of this Grizzlies losing streak, Woodcock has not had an extra base hit. Bases loaded, two outs. Gateway trailing by two in the third. One strike pitch. Dustin takes down and away, and it's even one and one. He flied out rather softly to left field toward the foul line in the first. Back of the box, open stance, a little bit wide. Left side with the orange batting gloves. Holds the dark handle of his bat down near the knob. Powder blue barrel. He swings at a fastball and misses. And it's one and two. Couple of singles and a walk in the inning for the Grizzlies against Miller. After Gateway did not have a base runner against the Boomers rookie right hand of the first two innings. But he has struck out a couple of batters, including Connor Owings. But able to find outs that way when he needs them. He's ahead of ball and two strikes on Woodcock, who chokes up a finger. Here's the pitch. Dustin takes outside, two balls, two strikes. Luke Lowry is on deck. Boomers don't want to see him in this setting for any number of reasons, perhaps the biggest of which that the Grizzlies will have scored by definition at least one run if Lowry comes up in this inning. But on top of that, the way he's been swinging the bat, Grizzlies would have a great chance at a, a big number. Two and two delivery now on the way. Woodcock takes off the outside, and it's full. Three balls, two strikes, so the runners will be moving. And with Zach Taylor at second base, that's significant because now an extra step or two, he should be likely to score on any base hit to the outfield. And he represents the potential tying run. Brent Zachariah is the potential go-ahead run over at first base. Infield plays Woodcock to pull. Outfield straight away, normal depth. Miller's payoff pitch to Woodcock on the way. Dustin swings and misses. Fastball down and outside. Might have been on the corner, but he could not connect. Four strikeouts for Miller, including three in this third inning. The Grizzlies get a couple of hits at a walk, but leave the bases loaded. We head to the fourth. Schaubert, two gateway nothing. Still our score on the Grizzlies Media Network. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Over the past 12 years, America's family corn farmers have produced the 12 largest corn crops in history, and they've done it with less fertilizer, fewer chemicals, and less land. Using groundbreaking technology and new management practices to grow food, feed, fuel, and fiber. In other words, America's family corn farmers continue to grow corn better than anyone else and better than ever before. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. The Grizzlies Baseball Academy at GCS Ballpark is where tomorrow's stars train today. We specialize in professional baseball instruction and offer group, semi-private, and private lessons taught by experienced instructors and the most realistic hitting experience you'll find, the ProBatter PX2. The ProBatter PX2 features a multi-pitch machine with synchronized video display to simulate live Major League quality pitching. To schedule your lesson, call 618-781-8170 or visit grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. That's 618-781-8170 or grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. GCS Credit Union offers Casasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See financial institution for details. Member NCUA insured.
You're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Schaumburg 2, Gateway nothing as we head to the fourth inning now from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Sojay. Nate Gatter back with you on the Grizzlies Media Network. Two runs on four hits for the visiting Boomers. No runs on two hits for the host Grizzlies. Neither team has yet made an error. The Grizzlies left the bases loaded in the bottom of the third, their best chance thus far to get on the board. And now we go to the top of the fourth with Grizzlies left-hander Jordan Barrett having to see yet again. Quincini Porty, the Boomers ready batting DH in the cleanup spot, who had a two-run homer in the first inning. He set a Frontier League record with 10 RBIs yesterday in his series debut. Now in this set, five of six, three homers, two doubles, 12 batted in. The pitch. Porty takes a strike. Porty back of the box, open stance. One strike pitch to him. Is a backdoor breaking ball taken for strike two. Barrett leans over, almost like he couldn't see the sign from Taylor at first. Rather vigorously shakes off one side. Looked like he shook off that another before Niporti called time and stepped out. He's now up to 12 home runs and 62 RBIs with his two-run shot of the first. 0-2 pitch. Niporti takes a curve low. One ball, then two strikes to count. The rare situation where it feels like Niporti is somehow still in the driver's seat, even behind 0-2 or now 1-2. Nobody out, nobody out to start the visitors fourth. Barrett winds and lets fly. Niporti swings at a fastball, laces it into center field. Dunstan, no to his right, is there to make the catch. That ball was absolutely smoked by Niporti to center. But unfortunately for him, it was a little bit too far toward center field to begin with, and then it had some slice on it, working back toward Dunstan from left center back into straightaway center, rather than if it had, had hooked the other way. I don't know if Sean would have been able to get there. It was hit so hard, he wouldn't have had a lot of time with the ball in the air to uh, close the gap. So Deporty retired for only the second time in this series. And the pitch to Clint Hardy is taken outside for a ball. Right hand hitting right fielder. Struck out swinging his first time to conclude the first inning. Barrett deals. Hardy swings and misses at a curve, one and one. So Barrett can excel after that, or excel, exhale, but also excel probably because he doesn't have to face Deporty again for another eight batters. One and one pitch. Hardy takes outside. Two balls and a strike. Hardy will be followed by Gian Martellini in the number six spot for the Boomers. Two nothing Schaumburg in the fourth. Bear the wind of it is two and one offering. Hardy takes outside. Three balls and a strike. Infield plays hard the Hardy somewhat to pull. Here's the pitch. He takes just inside, ball four. That's the first Barrett walk of the night. And a one-out base runner for Hardy. And Martellini will bat. Martellini, as mentioned, out of Boston College, where he was a four-year starter for the Eagles in Chestnut Hill. Barrett stretches at his three-and-one offering, or his first pitch offering, I should say, as a curveball that drops in for a strike to Martellini. 
Hardy at first, one out. Two nothing, Schaumburg in the fourth. Lowry holds it. Middle infielders double play depth. The bench. Martellini swings and pops it up on the infield. Right around the mound. Barrett's pointing up at it. Gets out of the way as the first baseman Lowry comes in. And in the end makes the catch just to the third base out of the mound. Hardy holds it first. And there are two away. So now Alex Poston will bat. Poston, a first-year boomer, fourth-year professional out of the American Association. He's played six different defensive positions in his career. Spent time the last three years with Joplin in 2016. I believe that was the final year of the Blasters in the American Association, Joplin, Missouri. 77 games in 2017 with Cleburne and 83 games with the Railroaders last year. Lefty to righty. The pitch to Poston is instead of throw to first, and Hardy is back standing. He is 7 of 8 stealing bases in 78 games this year with the Boomers. So that means last year Poston was teammates with uh, Rafael Palmero in Cleburne when I believe the 53-year-old came out of retirement. Left to righty, pitch in the way, and it's grounded toward first off a hot glove by Lowry, who steps to the bag himself with his left cleat to retire the side. And uh, Palmero hit very well for the Railroaders last year in a, a limited playing time. Maybe uh, 40 games, if I remember right, came out in part to uh, play with his son, Preston Palmero, who was also in the uh, Railroaders lineup. Anyway, no runs, no hits, a man left. We had at the bottom of the fourth, 2-0, the Schaumburg lead on the Grizzlies media network. Every time you grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Pepsi, you'll find a Pepsi emoji on the side of the bottle, a little design that expresses something fun and unique. Pepsi has literally hundreds of different ones. So while the Pepsi delivers this, the Pepsi emoji delivers this. open a Pepsi and tell the world how you feel and what you love with Pepsi emojis because every Pepsi emoji says something a little different about you whether you're a big sports fan you're into the arts love summer fun music concerts or just walking your dog Pepsi has you covered with a Pepsi emoji that says it just the right way <laughs> Pepsi emojis say it with Pepsi I'm Meg <laughs> Megan. That's my neighbor on her patio, which is OMG, stop. right next to mine. I want to buy a home, but I want something specific. Quiet plus outdoor space to relax. I'm using the U.S. Bank loan portal for my mortgage because I can check in on the process from anywhere, which makes it that much simpler and more convenient to buy. Your home, your mortgage, your way. Go to usbank.com to learn more. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Loan approval subject to credit approval and program guidelines. Interest rates and program terms subject to change without notice. Mortgage and deposit products offered by U.S. Bank National Association. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is Brent Sakurai, and you're listening to the Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Schaumburg 2, Gateway nothing as we head to the bottom of the fourth inning with the Grizzlies 4, 5, and 6 hitters. Luke Lowry, Sean Dunstan Jr., and Andrew Daniels get to the bat. Nate Gatter back with you on the Grizzlies Media Network on uh, what was a rainy Thursday evening in Sojay tonight. 
But in the end, the uh, rain has stopped, and we've had a, a rather pleasant evening for baseball, cooler than what you typically get in July and August in the St. Louis area. Right hitter Matt Miller out of the windup to the powerful righty batter Lowry awaits at his open stance, better than knees. Here's the pitch. Luke takes a fastball for a strike. And he's frustrated with himself. That was a hittable pitch, and he bailed out of there in frustration after taking it. Frustrated he wasn't ready to jump on it. He grounded a first, letting off the second inning, his only prior at bat tonight. Pitch to him is a slider, and he swings and misses. No balls, two strikes. Anyway, talked about how hot Luke has been, raising his average up into the 260s. Coming into tonight over the last nine series for the Grizzlies, which for Luke spans 23 games, he was hitting 382. Now the pitch, taken low for a ball. 382 average, 495 on base, and a 711 slugging percentage. That's the last month plus at OPS over 1,200. Last 23 games, he has seven home runs and 19 RBIs. And that's after just a really, really tough start to his season. What a two-pitch. Lowry waves and misses at a slider off the outside and strikes out. That spun him all the way around. Five Ks from Miller. And uh, the last four outs he's recorded have all been strikeouts. Matches his strikeout total last time out. His career high is 10. He did that in seven scoreless settings at home against Windy City back on July 19th. Bases empty, one out, two nothing boomers, last of the fourth. Lefty batter Sean Dunstan Jr. now. First one to him is a fastball that he pops foul left out out of play. Sean was the first strikeout victim for Miller, who has gone on to strike out five of the last nine Grizzlies he's faced. So Lowry on July 20th was hitting 212, 276 on base, 324 slugging. It's a lot of numbers to throw at you, but we'll get to the, the real point of this. Time called to the plate. On August 22nd now, 263 average, 345 on base, 439 slugging. Pitch to Sean is taken for a strike over the outside 0-2. So to summarize, that's 51 points added to his batting average. Just about 70 points added to his on-base percentage and 115 added to his slugging percentage in a month. Dunstan takes outside one and two. His OPS has gone up 184 points in the last month. And that's after more than half a season's worth of uh, poor numbers weighing it down. He had a 600 OPS coming into that. That is not very good. What a two pitch. Dunstan takes low, two balls, two strikes. And that's what makes it all the more impressive. This would be an impressive month for any hitter, even who had been having a great year all the way around. For it to be a guy who was probably underperforming his past career standards as much as anybody in the Grizzlies roster as of July 20th to then turn it on the last month the way he has. Almost impossible to believe. Two and two pick. Dunstan pops it up. Foul left side out of play. Andrew Daniel on deck. Another Grizzly who has endured a frustrating season. He's dealt with injury issues. Has homered in back-to-back -back games in this series. Still two balls and two strikes on Dunstan. One out, nobody on. Miller winds and lets fly. Sean swings and shoots one toward the right side and through off a skidding hop past the dive of the second baseman, Alex Polston, into right field. That's a one-out single for Sean Dunstan, Jr. At his considerable speed is aboard with one down in the home fourth, and the Grizzlies trailing Schaumburg 2-0. Here's Andrew Daniel. 
Daniel grounded out to the shortstop Jimmy Galuski on a nice play for the final out of the second inning, which was the sixth of six in a row, retired to open the game from Matt Miller. That allowed a couple of hits and a walk in the third inning. Grizzly straight to the bases loaded. Dunson at first here with one out. Right-hander against right-hander. Miller sets at the chest. A long hold and a pitch. Daniel takes a fastball, just low ball one. Dunstan has 33 steals, a single-season uh, Grizzlies record, and he's been caught only five times. 33 steals would be impressive regardless, leading the league. On top of that, he's done it at about an 87% success rate. Middle infielders double played up. Big hole, especially on the right side. Daniel takes low, and it kicks away from the catcher, Martellini, over to the third base side, and it might roll all the way to the Boomers' dugout. No, it just misses the steps. So it's a wild pitch that moves Dunstan up to second, but he's not able to advance any farther. On our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard, Florence has tied the game up at home. It's 2-2 for the Freedom hosting Washington in the eighth at UCL Stadium. River City leads 3-1 at home over Joliet in the fifth. Same story, Southern Illinois up 3-1 at home over Evansville in the fifth. Whitty City at Lake Erie tied 2-2 in the ninth. On the road, the Grizzlies trust Husky Trailways. You can, too, at huskybuzz.com. 2-0 Boomers. Dunstan at second, one out. Grizzlies batting in the home fourth. Miller looks that way. Now his 2-0 offering to Daniel. No, a spin and a look back. And nothing happening. So we will keep you uh, up to date. Certainly, Boomers fans very invested in that Windy City-Lake Erie game. Would be a big deal for Schaumburg if the Thunderbolts could pull ahead and win that one up at Springer Stadium in Avon. A look to second, 2-0 pitch. Miller's, or, uh, Daniel swings at a Miller slider that hung in there, lines it into left center of base hit. Dunstan waved around third, long striding toward the plate, and he is in to score without a play. Andrew Daniel, RBI single, his 30th run batted in this year, and he has the Grizzlies on the board, trailing Schaumburg 2-1 in the fourth inning. Back-to-back -back hits for the first time tonight. Wesley Jones will get the chance next with Daniel on as the potential tying route and Jones at the plate as the potential go-ahead run. Boomers will be making that nine-hour trip up to the Cleveland area tonight to take on Lake Erie in a three-game set starting tomorrow. So that's uh, playing for your playoff lives. It's a tough uh, trip to make going into the biggest series of the year for the Boomers. Right-header to right-header, here it is. Jones takes a fastball for a low strike. Drew Ashcraft hasn't given that a whole lot. So far tonight, nothing in one. Jones blooped a soft single leading off the third into shallow right. First Grizzlies hit tonight. He's hit an active team best eight games in a row. Miller ready, and the one strike delivery on the way. Jones swings and fouls it back, right side over the screen, 0-2. Still no Grizzly has matched Brent Sakurai's 14-game streak from er relatively early on in the season. That was the first month, maybe month and a half, certainly before the end of June. Sakurai had his 14-gamer. Nobody has been able to get back to that. The Grizzlies have only had uh, three streaks reach double-digit games. Jones a couple away from that, and he's only in his 10th gateway ball game. Swinging a foul back, still 0-2. The Boomers are going to lose an hour as well, going to Eastern time. For them, best-case scenario probably is getting out of here around 11 o'clock, which would put them at the hotel in Cleveland around 9 a.m. tomorrow, having to play with the Crushers starting about 10 hours later. 7 o'clock Eastern game tomorrow night. Two-strike pitch again from Miller to Jones on the way. 
Wesley takes just low, one and two. And uh, Miller is maybe wondering where exactly the bottom of the strike zone is. Daniel at first, one out. Grizzlies trail two, one of the fourth. But if the Boomers could win tonight and Windy City were to finish off coming from behind and split that four-gamer up at Lake Erie, Miller, the set of the pitch. Jones ticks a slider foul off Martellini's right foot, the Boomers catcher. Still the ball and two strikes, and Drew Ashcraft, the plate umpire, will give the rookie Schaumburg backstop a chance to catch his breath and get his bearings about him. Ashcraft walks a ball out to Miller on the mound. But if Windy City were to complete that comeback and win, and Schaumburg held on to this 2-1 lead, and the Boomers hold in the fourth, it would be a three-game deficit for the Boomers with three games to play this weekend at Lake Erie. And then, of course, uh, another week's worth to follow before the following Sunday, September 1st, just before Labor Day when the 2019 Frontier League regular season concludes. The one and two pitch to Jones now. Daniel runs. Wesley pops it foul. Right side out of play. Greg White is on deck. Now four hits for both teams, no errors. But the Grizzlies trail 2-1 of the fourth, one out, Daniel at first base. Still the ball in two strikes on Wesley Jones. Miller the stretch, a spin and a throw to first. Daniel dives back ahead of the tag from Matt Rose. Boomer's middle infield double played up. Sizable hole on the first base side of the infield with Rose holding Daniel, who has a considerable lead. Miller works from the extreme first base out of the rubber into his stretch again and a pitch. Jones takes a fastball, strike three call. This time got the knees. And the Grizzlies dugout doesn't like it. Jones down looking, 6K for Miller. And I don't mean to belabor the point, but it does feel like the knees are moving around a little bit tonight. Um, it's not to say that that is a ball necessarily. It's also not necessarily a strike. It's a borderline pitch right on the black. And Drew Ashcraft has yet to make his decision with two outs at the bottom of the fourth as to whether or not that pitch right at the hollow of the kneecap is going to be a strike or not tonight. So I think both sides are frustrated. Pitch to Greg White. Fastball that he golfs foul right side out of play. 2-1 Schaumburg, fourth inning. Daniel at first, two down. See if Andrew is inclined to run again at some point of this event. He has stolen three bases this year on four tries. White struck out looking his first time back in the third. Now the pitch. There goes Daniel. White takes a curve for a strike. Martellini's throw off a short hop, skids through to center field. And luckily for Daniel, too, because he overslid second base, but is able to get up and get back on the bag. So it's a fourth seal of the year for Andrew Daniel in five attempts. But that's the exact example of what we were talking about earlier on in this ballgame, which is that with the turf anyway, you have to worry about players over sliding bases. And the slickness is even more of an issue now with the considerable rain we had leading up to first pitch tonight, which was delayed a little more than a half an hour from the scheduled time. And Daniel went sliding past the bag a good three or four feet, but the ball was in center field, so he wasn't in any danger. Two-strike pitch from Miller now to White on the way. Greg swings at a curve and ticks it back into Martellini's mitt. Strike three. Seven strikeouts for Miller, who has recorded the last six outs via the punch out, and seven of the last eight. 7K is just three off his career high this year as a rookie with the Boomers. A run for the Grizzlies on a couple of hits. Man left at second base. To the fifth inning we go. 2-1 Schaumburg on the Grizzlies Media Network. 
GCS Credit Union offers Kasasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See financial institution for details. Member NCUA insured. The National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum in Cooperstown is the place where baseball legends live forever. It's where the exciting moments of today stand along the iconic tales of the past. With new exhibits and artifacts telling incredible stories, the Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum is a must-see destination for fans of all ages. Baseball in Cooperstown. Oh, my. Plan your visit today. Check out BaseballHall.org. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America, and it's making a huge difference in America's balance of trade. One-third of the world's corn exports come from the United States. In fact, America's corn farmers exported $6.4 billion worth of corn last year, one of the few U.S. products with a trade surplus. So when America's family corn farmers bring in their golden crop each year, they're also doing their part to put our nation in the black. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. Now back to the ballpark on the Grizzlies Media Network. Boomers 2, Grizzlies 1 as we have the fifth inning from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Sojay. Nate Catter back with you on the Grizzlies Media Network. The Boomers have their 8-9-1 batters, Cotter Oliver, Jimmy Galuski, and Luis Roman scheduled the hit against Gateway Southpaw Jordan Barrett in this top half of the fifth inning. Oliver Crowded into an unorthodox double play back in the second inning, which was the Boomers' best scoring chance since the two-run homer from Quincy Deporti at the top of the first. Pitch in the way. Oliver takes high for a ball. There were runners at second and third, nobody out. Oliver hit a hard ground ball along the first baseline that was fielded by Lowry right next to the bag. He stepped on first. And that held the third, uh, the runner at third, Martellini, pretty much out the bag. He was maybe 10 or 15 feet off of it. But the runner at second, Alex Polston, uh, was not going to be held back just by that. Swing on a fly ball, left center field. White in and to his left. He's on the move from left to make the catch. So Oliver 0 for 2 and 1 down to the fifth inning for the number 9 batter, Jimmy Galuski, who struck out his last time. Galuski has only one hit in 10 at-bats now in this series, although it was a solo home run in the sixth inning of our Tuesday night opener, his fourth of the year. Roddy Batter, back of the box, crowded the plate just a little, better than ease. Pitch all the way to him, and he takes outside a ball. Anyway, so Polston had gone almost all the way to third. So there were essentially two boomers at third base. Neither of them were on the bag, but they were both within 10 or 15 feet. And Lowry actually made a really smart decision. He looked like he was considering throwing to second. What a pitch. Galuski pops it up. Very high in the air, behind home plate, foul territory, and that's going to get over the screen and out of play. A couple of rows into the seat. Zach Taylor was right there, but no play for him. One ball, one strike. Because if you throw to second base, you're forcing Polston to go all the way to third and Martellini to try to score, but that's a couple of longer throws, and Martellini would have had a chance to get in there. If you throw to the plate, you're essentially letting everybody get back to their bases. So he threw in between them to the third baseman Owings. Polston went, took off back to second. Now the one at one pitch. 
Galuski swings at a slider and pops it up. Shallow right toward the foul line. Tough play for the second baseman. Daniel back into his left. It's past his outstretched glove, but lands foul by five feet or so. So it's strike two on Galuski. That sent Mortellini rushing for the plate. Owings throw beat him, and Taylor put on the tag. For a double play that went in the scorebook, 3-5-2. Lowry the put out, and to Owings, who assisted Taylor's put out at the plate. We're now in the top of the fifth inning. One out and nobody on. Schaumburg ahead 2-1 to one in batting. One ball, then two strikes on Galuski. Barrett climbs back to the top of the mound, center of the rubber. Floridian left-hander out of the windup. Kicks and lets fly. Galuski swings and lines one into center. Dunstan comes on and makes the catch. And the end didn't have to come as far as he thought. He looked like he was sprinting and starting to lower his body with the intention of possibly diving. Then he slowed, straightened up, and made the grab next to his left shoulder for the second out. It's Boomer's leadoff man, Luis Roman, now. Roman, the former Grizzly, has lined out softly to short and grounded out to second. He's up for two tonight. Still had a very good series. Left-hander against left-hander. Barrett brings it home. Roman takes low for a ball. Luis yesterday had a couple of hits. He was two of four with a walk. Three runs scored to go with a double. He had a homer and a double, three runs, and an RBI and a four-hit performance on Tuesday. Pitch to Roman is bounced up first in foul. One ball to one strike on the lefty batting Puerto Rican, who is now 6 of 11 in this series with a home run and a couple of doubles. And he has scored six runs. Not too bad. Four hits for both teams. Neither has made an error. The Grizzlies have stranded four. The Boomers, two. Two outs, nobody on. Top of the fifth, 2-1 Schaumburg lead. One and one pitch. Roman fouls it back straight to the top of the screen. And it's a ball and two strikes. Barrett stares in for his sign and steps off. They're in the bottom of the ninth. By the way, it's Springer Stadium in Avon. Still tied 2-2. Windy City and Lake Erie on our Husky Trailways out of town scoreboard. The pitch. Roman takes a curve outside 2-2. Two two. 3-1 River City leads in the sixth inning at home over Joliet. 3-2 now the Southern Illinois lead at home over Evansville in the sixth. So the Otters still batting, having scored already. To cut that deficit in half. 2-2 two two, Washington at Florence at the top of the ninth. Two and two pitch on the way. Roman swings and just nubbed a curve off the end of his bat to the backstop. By the way, one other note, tonight is the three-year anniversary of former Grizzlies outfielder Brandon Thomas hitting a grand slam over the left field fence that curled so far around the foul pole it went into the player's parking lot and smashed the windshield of his own truck. That was a big moment in August of uh, 2016, another last place Grizzlies season. Two and two pitch again. Roman swings and misses at a high fastball and strikes out. That's five in a row, retired by Barrett, a second one, two, three inning. Palashoff by a fourth strikeout, brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. We're halfway home, heading to the bottom half of the fifth inning, two to one, the Schaumburg lead on the Grizzlies Media Network. Budweiser presents an important message about friendship. You and me, we were made for love. A lifetime is not long enough to show you what you mean to me. 
Budweiser knows your friends are counting on you. So, we want you to remember to make a plan to make it home every time you go out. Do whatever it takes to get home safely. Call a friend, arrange for a cab, or designate a driver. Because friends are waiting. Hey, I'm sorry. I decided I shouldn't drive home last night. I stayed at Dave's. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> this message is brought to you by your friends at Budweiser. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Family corn farmers have planted more than 1.2 million miles of conservation buffer strips to protect the soil, improve water quality in lakes and streams, and create acres and acres of wildlife habitat. So corn farmers aren't planting just corn. They're planting the seeds for future generations to enjoy what Mother Nature has created for all of us. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. This is Jeff Manzo, and you're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Zach Taylor leads off the bottom of the fifth inning with the Grizzlies trailing Schaumburg 2-1. Thank God are back with you on the Grizzlies Media Network this Thursday evening from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Sojay. Taylor blocked his first time in the third inning against Schaumburg right-hander Matt Miller. Out of the windup for the first base out of the rubber. Deals to the righty batting rookie catcher who swings and pops it up. Foul ground left side. This should get out of play and does. Just barely up against the screen. Boomer's third base when Luis Roman was over there just in case. No balls, one strike on Taylor, rookie out of Oregon State. Miller, the rookie out of Louisiana Tech. On the mound for the Boomers, he'll deal with then the top of the order after Taylor, Connor Owings, and Brent Sakurai. In the last half of the fifth inning with the Grizzlies trailing by a run. Miller is uh, working on his best start since the calendar turned to August, certainly. Last four starts, he has not gone past four to third innings. One strike pitch. Curveball taken low, one and one. He is at four innings for the moment, and he's allowed only one run on four hits. Last start was four and a third innings, two runs both earned. And that was his best one since July 25th at home against Southern Illinois, a quality start. One and one pitch. Fastball bounced up the third baseline, backhanded by a sliding Roman, but he bobbles deep at third and then drops it. It will go as an infield single for Zach Taylor, who has reached twice, and he's aboard to lead off the home fifth for the Grizzlies. Roman had to go into his slide to try to corral it, and I don't know that he actually ever had it in his glove. Kind of kicked off the heel of his glove, and then he was trying to bobble transfer it, which didn't quite come off for him. That July 25th start for Miller, he allowed two runs, one earned over six innings, struck out eight, although he took to the loss at a 2-1 Boomers defeat. But this is uh, looking like it might be his best start since that one. Not if Connor Owings has anything to say about it. The pitch. Owings takes down the middle for a strike. Good fastball. 2-1 Boomers. Taylor at first, a potential tying run. Nobody out. Bottom of the fifth inning. Lefty batter Owings has flied out to the track and left and struck out. 
his first two trips to the plate tonight. Miller set to the chest, and he throws. Owings takes a change up low, one ball, one strike. But Miller's road earned run average was almost eight, as was his August earned run average coming into this start. It's already been a significant improvement for him, no matter what happens from here. This spring, ranked to the top seven in Conference USA as a Louisiana Tech senior in strikeouts, earned run average, and inning. Struck out 99, most for a Tech pitcher since 2007. He sets, and a one-and-one one offering on the way. Owing swings at a fastball, lifts a fly ball, left field, and a little bit deep, but not deep enough. Parenti angles back into his right, makes the catch just in front of the track to retire Owings, and send Taylor back to first, one down. Now Brent Sakurai, who was grounded out and singled, come up looking for a multi-hit game. He and Connor Owings tie for the Grizzlies' lead with 24 apiece of those. Miller earned Conference USA Pitcher of the Week a couple of springs ago when he beat ninth-ranked Texas A&M. Aggies' uh, perennial powerhouse. Right-hander against right-hander. Here's the pitch. Sakurai takes a little bit low for a ball. They showed butt but pulled back. Miller also this spring started the longest game in Conference USA tournament history. A 6-4, 12-inning Louisiana Tech loss to Marshall, a game that took four hours and 43 minutes. What a pitch. Sakurai swings at a fastball and pops it foul, right side out of play. Now, Louisiana Tech's baseball field this past May, uh, along with his softball field, really destroyed by a tornado that went through Ruston, Louisiana, a couple of, or a few months ago. One at one pitch is a breaking ball strike of the inside. Sakurai didn't like it. Ashcraft said it's in there, one and two. Tornado came through actually at the very end of April this spring. Taylor at first, one out, 2-1 Schaumburg, bottom of the fifth. One ball, two strikes on Sakurai. Bridge at the knees, straightaway stance, back of the box, right side. Has to wait a long time for Miller, who's staring in for his side, and now Sack calls time. And after that, the Boomers rookie catcher, Gianna Martellini, follows to call timeout himself and go out to talk to Miller. Get ballpark discounts with the Grizzlies MVP debit card from GCS Credit Union. Awesome deals available and Grizzlies merchandise and tickets. For more information and to get the details, visit mygcscu.com. That's mygcscu.com. Everything back to order. Miller ready at one ball, two strikes. Here's his pitch. Sakurai swings at a fastball, pops it up, slicing down the right field line toward the Grizzlies' bullpen. It is down but foul. And the count remains a ball and two strikes. Gateway has out hit Schomburg 5-4 to tonight. But the Grizzlies trail 2-1 with Taylor at first after a leadoff single. And a one-man out after Connor Owings slide out to left field. He is 0-3, a couple of flyouts, one just in front of the track. And one back in the first heading all the way to the track to Jack Parenti and Lott. But nothing to show for either of them. Dustin Woodcock is on deck. Well, 
One ball, two strikes, still the count on Sakurai. Miller dangles his right hand without the baseball. It's tucked in his glove. He brings him together at his letter. And the pitch. Sakurai swings, grounds it toward the left side hole, cut off by the third baseman, Roman, who makes his only play to throw across to first base and retires Sakurai. Taylor moves up safely to second, so it works as a de facto sacrifice, although a 5-3 ground out in the scorebook. And Dustin Woodcock comes up in a situation in which probably a base hit that reaches the outfield would tie the game for gateway. Woodcock, of course, with his massive power at home, always has his eyes on a home run that would give the Grizzlies the lead. Ten homers this year. Seven of them have come in this ballpark where he has an OPS entering the series over 850, still well over 800 in his young professional tenure. Pitch on the way, and he swings and fouls it back. Dustin tonight has fly to left and struck out. Taylor, the potential tying run at second base. Grizzlies down 2-1, bottom of the fifth. Woodcock has a knack. More than a lot of left-handed batters for turning on pitches in this ballpark and taking those easier home runs available with a short porch and right. Miller ready. He looks to second and delivers. Woodcock takes a changeup low. One ball and one strike. A lot of left-handed batters really don't make great use of that. The thing is that lefties, when they hit to the pull side, usually clear the fence by plenty, and so a lot of the home runs here would be home runs anywhere. There are really not that many home runs for left-handed batters over the course of a season in this park that are, quote, grizzbombs. One and one pitch. So I got a foul off to the left out of play, one and two, and that's used to refer to sort of cheap Grizzlies home runs that uh, wouldn't be home runs many, if any, other ballparks in this league and probably many others in pro baseball. But Woodcock has a knack for – now, he's, he's hit some long ones too, but he has uh, dropped two or three in there that probably wouldn't have gone out many, if any, other parks. Usually it's right-handed batters who will hit more of the grizz bombs on what would otherwise be deep flyouts to their opposite field. Taylor at second, two outs, 2-1 Schaumburg in the fifth. Miller's one and two offering to Woodcock after a long hold and a couple of looks to second on the way. Woodcock takes just outside, two and two. Chris Carden talked about it, and we discussed it yesterday in the early parts of his start that, that he was talking about how he kind of likes pitching in this park because he feels like a lot of right-handed hitters in particular adjust their approach and try to go so much to the opposite field more than they normally would because they see the possibility of easier home runs over there. And he can jam them in under their hands, which is safer as well because the fence is so tall in left field as to neutralize the short porch there. Two and two delivery now. Woodcock takes low, and the count is full. Luke Lowry is on deck for the Grizzlies. And Gateway would love to have him to the plate with a couple of runners on base. Taylor at second here, two outs. 2-1 two Schaumburg in the bottom of the fifth. Three balls, two strikes on Woodcock with the infield playing him to pull over to the right side. Miller stares in. Into the stretch. A look to second. And the payoff pitch. Woodcock fouls it back. So if Miller can get out of this inning, pretty safe to say it'll be his best start uh, since the calendar turned to August. Really a rough go his last four outings. But he started to get things turned around in a short outing against Lake Erie, no decision last Friday, a home game in which he could not get the decision, went four and a third innings. 
But nonetheless, the Boomers won 5-3. This is to put himself in line for the win if he can come up with one more strike. Boomers ahead 2-1. Two down, runner at second, fifth inning. And the 3-2 and two pitch to Woodcock is again on the way from Miller. Here it is. Dustin swings, grounds one left side, and throw a base hit. Taylor gets a stop sign, though, at third with Parenti up with the ball in short left. And Taylor stops. Runners on the corners. So Woodcock has a base hit. He's singled in back-to-back games. And Luke Lowry will hit. But not before Boomer's pitching coach, Anthony Smith, comes out of the third base dugout for a conversation. Lowry has grounded out and struck out so far tonight, but as detailed as last at bat, has been just tearing the cover off the ball the last month. And is finishing his season certainly on a very high note. Stream Grizzlies baseball all season at gatewaygrizzlies.com, yoradio.com slash grizzlies, or on your mobile device with the Yo Radio app available through the App Store or Google Play. On our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard, Windy City at Lake Erie into the 11th inning, tied at two. Washington at Florence into the 10th inning, tied at two. Evansville has come back to tie the game, but is still batting at the top of the sixth inning, 3-3 at Rentwood Park in Marion against the Southern Illinois Miners. And River City still leads 3-1 at home in the seventh inning against Joliet. This was a very long meeting. Anthony Smith was out there all the way until Drew Ashcraft, our plate umpire, got to the top of the mound. And then still, he was having to convince Gian Martellini to come back in to the plate. I don't know what they're discussing, maybe because it's first and third. There's been such an extended conversation. Martellini now stops in front of the plate to give the first and third signs to his infield. Boomers two, Grizzlies one. Bottom of the fifth inning. Taylor, the potential tying run at third. Woodcock, the potential go-ahead run at first. Two down. Right-hander against right-hander. Miller delivers. Lowry swings and misses at a slider low. I wonder if that swing was in part motivated by the fact that he felt he let the best pitch he could hit last at bat, a first pitch fastball go by and quickly regretted it. 0 for 2, ground out to first at a strikeout tonight. Miller ready, and he throws. Lowry swings, grounds it toward the middle, a shortstop Galuski to his left, gloves it behind the bag, shovels to second base where Woodcock was coming flying in, but Polson makes the catch just before Dustin gets there for the force out to end the inning on a fielder's choice. No runs, two hits, runners left on the corners. We go to the sixth, 2 1 Chomper on the Grizzlies Media Network. Consider the cup holder. There's probably one feeling empty next to you right now. No refreshing Pepsi and no hope. Look at it. Really, really look. Are you looking? Just look at it, won't you? All across the country, cup holders just like yours are being abused, deprived of Pepsi, forgotten. Instead of a refreshing Pepsi, some of them are being filled with loose change or crumbled up drive-through receipts or is that a what of used chewing gum? <sighs> Clean your car. But what if you could help? Both of you or all of you, there's really no way for me to know how many of you are in your car. I hope there's not 10 of you. That would be really unsafe. Get a Pepsi and refresh a cup holder's life. Our cup holders and our thirsts are counting on it. In fact, I'm having a refreshing Pepsi right now. Ah, that is refreshing. <clears throat> Pepsi, refresh yourself. Refill your cup holder. One small change can do a lot of good. That's why U.S. Bank proudly invests in communities like yours. It's also why we're celebrating good deeds being done nationwide. Because the more good we see, the more we're inspired to do the same thing. 
So help us spread the goodness. Use the hashtag #CommunityPossible to share a story of one good thing you've done recently. Together, we'll turn one small change from all of us into one big impact in our community. U.S. Bank: The power of possible. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Now back to the ballpark on the Grizzlies Media Network. Five innings complete from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Sojay, where the Grizzlies trail Schaumburg two to one. Left the bases loaded in the third inning and left runners on the corners in the fifth. So now we play to a sixth inning and the Boomers have two, three, and four. Matt Rose, Jack Parenti, and Quincy D. Porty coming up against gateway left-hander Jordan Barrett. Rose has struck out and fly to right. He'll be the first Boomer to face the gateway southpaw entering a sixth inning in his start. Rose, powerful righty batter at his 13th home run of the year to lead the club in the opener of the series Tuesday. Since then, Quincy Deporti has hit three home runs, though, behind him. The pitch, Rose takes just low a ball. And Deporti now has a dozen big flies for the year, just one off Rose's club lead. Barrett works on the windup center of the rubber. And is 1-0 pitch on the way. Rose takes outside, 2-0. On our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard, Southern Illinois out of that inning, going to the bottom of the six, but it's now tied 3-3 between the Otters and the Miners at Rent One Park in Marion. Toto pitch. Rose takes a strike over the outside. Windy City batting in the uh, top of the 11th inning. Thunderbolts have a man at second base, the international tiebreaker, Rudder Bryn Martinez, to start the inning. And uh, one out with Chase Cockrell at the plate. The pitch taken for a strike, breaking ball, 2-2. Two and two. And Washington did not score in the top of the 10th. So Florence batting in the bottom of the 10th, although that's without the international tiebreaker rule. But you fancy the freedom to walk off any close game of the end at home. Two and two pitch. Rose takes strike three called. Change up backed up on Barrett, but just caught the inside corner, according to Drew Ashcraft. Our plate umpire, that's back-to-back case for Barrett going back to the fifth inning. He's retired a half dozen boomers in a row and struck out five tonight. All brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. Now Jack Parenti. Play it safe this season. Call Julie before you dig. Simply dial 811. It's smart. It's free. It's the law. Left-hander to left-hander. Barrett out of the windup at his first offering of the way. Parenti takes a curve outside for a ball. He has singled and scored. That was in the first. And fly to left his last time in the third. Quincy Deporti on deck. One out, nobody on. 2-1 the Schaumburg lead in the sixth. Now the pitch. Parenti takes a fastball strike over the outside. It's 1-1. One and one. Grizzlies have now out hit the Boomers six to four, but still trailed by a run. And time called for a ball that escaped the Schaumburg bullpen up the left field line in foul territory. Where our right-hander is throwing, that's Dylan Stutzman. Got up briefly during the bottom of the fifth inning and still throwing now in the top of the sixth. One and one pitch. Parenti takes inside. That nearly grazed his belt buckle. It's two balls and a strike. And I would say, based on the fact that Stutzman is still throwing, although rather lightly tossing, still it seems that he's getting ready to begin the bottom of the sixth, or at least to come in very shortly after the inning starts. Curveball taken for a ball. Three and one on Parenti. Had Taylor been able to receive that cleanly, which he didn't, it dribbled out of his mitt. Had he been able to catch that cleanly, that probably would have been strike two. Instead, it's three balls and a strike on Parenti.
Barrett nods and throws. Parenti nearly hit by a fastball up and in. He had to bend back out of the way. And Barrett snaps his black glove at the return throw from Taylor in frustration that he didn't locate that fastball better. It's his second walk against five strikeouts and a one-out base runner for the Boomers, Mr. Jack Parenti. First to reach for Schaumburg since a one-out walk in the fourth. Schaumburg hasn't had a hit since Alex Poston doubled with nobody out of the second inning. So really, Barrett has missed a lot of bats here, or at least a lot of barrels, the last few innings. But a one-out walk to Parenti, who has seven steals this year on nine tries. He's at first for the righty batter, Quincy Deporti. Barrett sets at the letters and throws. Deporti takes a curve inside for a ball. Deporti had a two-run homer in the first and then lined out of the fourth on a ball he probably hit harder than his fly ball homer to the opposite field in the first inning. Barrett ready. And a 1-0 pitch. Deporti chops it up third and foul. Deporti set a Frontier League single game record with 10 runs batted in yesterday. Two more in the first inning tonight. He is five out of seven in his two games in this series. Three home runs at a double, 12 runs batted in. He scored five runs or, or four runs to boot. Lowry holds Parenti at first. Middle infielders double played up. Throw to first, Parenti back standing up. They're through to the 11th inning in Florence, Washington and the hometown freedom still tied two apiece. Tyler Alamo just grounded out to end the top of the 11th for Windy City. Thunderbolts go scoreless, so Lake Erie will have the potential winning run starting the bottom of the 11th at second base at a 2-2 tie. Barrett sets, and his one-and-one pitch to Neporti is on the way. Take it high, two balls to the strike. Forty open stance, right side, pitch to him, backdoor slider, or called strike, two and two. Two balls, two strikes now, Barrett ready. It looks to first and pitches. Deporti swings at a breaking ball, grounds it Trampley to third. Owings loves it there, throws to second one. Daniel around the horn, double play. The Grizzlies finally getting to Quincy Deporti. They've retired him in back-to-back -back at batch, although on a couple of hard-hit balls at each instance. This one is the second gateway double play of the ball game, brought to you by Casino Queen, the official hotel of the Grizzlies, where loose means more. 5-4-3, the twin killing. Barrett faces the minimum in that inning around a one-out walk. We have the bottom of the six. 2-1 Schaumburg on the Grizzlies Media Network. A Budweiser, a burger, and Thomas Red. When you wake up in a different city every day, there's a comfort in being able to count on something familiar. And for me, that's a Budweiser and a burger. Los Angeles, Chicago, El Paso, big or small, loud or quiet, a Bud and a burger remind me who I am and to keep doing my thing. They take me back home. The best way to get my friends and family over to my house is to tell them that I'm about to grill some burgers and drink some bud. Nothing fancy, nothing forced, no lights, no noise, 
No backstage pass required. That's a Budweiser and a burger. Cheers. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. GCS Credit Union offers Casasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See financial institution for details. Member NCUA insured. This is Jason Siever, and you're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Setting a 2-1 Schaumburg lead over the Grizzlies, who will have Sean Dunstan Jr., Andrew Daniel, and Wesley Jones, their 5, 6, and 7 hitters, scheduled in the last half of the sixth. Matt Miller is finished after his five innings. Boomer's right-hander allowed one run. It was earned on six hits, seven strikeouts, one walk. 90 pitches for him, 58 of which were strikes. He gives way to the 5-foot, 165-pound right-hander Dylan Stutzman, 23-year-old out of Bloomington, Indiana, by way of the University of Indianapolis. He is 6-3 with a 1.88 earned run average this year. It's his 40th appearance, all in relief. Over 43 innings, he struck out 57, walked 17, and the league is hitting 181 against him. He allowed one base runner in a scoreless inning with a couple of strikeouts in the series opening 7-2 victory for the Boomers Tuesday night. And he misses outside with a fastball, 1-0. On the lefty batter, Sean Dunstan Jr. Dunstan has struck out, singled, and scored. One for two tonight. What a pitch. Sean takes a fastball down the middle for a strike. Infield plays into pull, pitch in the way. Sean takes a strike, just caught the outside corner, one and two. Good Stutzman fastball that he'll bring in there in the low 90s. He works out of the windup, somewhat unusual for a relief pitcher in the Frontier League. Most of them are stretch only. He works to the first base out of the rubber, as Miller did, the kick of the pitch. Dunstan fouls back a high fastball. It's one and two still, and the Grizzlies' speedy center fielder. Two one, the Boomers lead. Nobody on, nobody out. Bottom of the sixth. And the pitch. Sean swings and grounds it towards second base to his right. Polston backhands knee high, stops in short right center, and throws back across to first to get the speedy Dunstan by his staff. Sean was hustling down the line as well. Here's the running batter, Andrew Daniel, who has grounded a short and a nice charging play by Jimmy Galuski. The pitch, curve that drops in for a strike on the inside. Then he had an RBI single and a steal his last time in the fourth inning. The only Grizzlies RBI tonight, trailing 2-1 in the sixth. One out, base is clear. Stutes with the windup at his one-strike offering. Daniel swings at a fastball, fouls it off right side out of play, and the count is no balls and two strikes. 
Go back to our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard, keeping you up to date on those extra inning games. Washington has pulled ahead 3-2 in the 11th inning in Florence. And there are two outs at the bottom of the 11th. Lake Erie has failed to advance the international tiebreaker runner past second base. Two strike pitch on the way, and Daniel takes a curve down and outside for a, a ball. Aaron Hill is batting. Trying to drive in Dre Hubbard, who's out at second base. And the 11th for the Crushers. That's a very important game to Schaumburg. Stutzman just peering over his glove, which is almost all the way up against the orange bill of his boomer's cap. What a two-pitch. Daniel takes a changeup that drops low. Good pitch. But Daniel was alert to it. Two balls and two strikes. There's just a little slot between the top of Stutzman's black glove that comes up over the bridge of his nose and the orange bill of his cap for his eyes to peer out for the side. Daniel fouls a fastball back, and it's still 2-2. Two two. Seventh inning now at Rentwood Park in Marion. Evansville and Southern Illinois are tied at three. And River City still leads 3-1 at home over Joliet in the top of the eighth. On the road, the Grizzlies trust Husky Trailways. You can, too, at huskybus.com. Stutzman gets another sign from his catcher, Martellini. Here it is. Daniel swings at a curve, tops it softly up third and foul. Wesley Jones on deck. Daniel has homered in each of the first two games of this series, his seventh of the year Tuesday, his eighth of the year last night. Represents the potential tying run of the batter's box. Two and two pitch once more. He swings at a high fastball and misses, strike three. Stutzman has his first strikeout. That's the eighth for Boomers pitching in five and two-thirds innings tonight. Nobody on, two men down for Jones with Gateway still trailing by a run. Right-hander to right-hander, here it is. Jones takes a curve that just caught the outside corner for a strike. He singled in the third and was stranded at third base, struck out looking his last time of the fourth. Sixth of seven for Matt Miller at his boomer start. He's in line for the victory as it stands. One strike pitch. Fastball bounced toward the right side. Backhanded by the first baseman, Rose. Flips underhand to the pitcher, Stutzman covering, who reaches out with his right cleat and just gets the inside of the bag to retire the side. One, two, three inning for Stutzman with a strikeout. We head to the seventh, two, one, Schaumburg on the Grizzlies Media Network. One small change can do a lot of good. That's why U.S. Bank proudly invests in communities like yours. It's also why we're celebrating good deeds being done nationwide. Because the more good we see, the more we're inspired to do the same thing. So help us spread the goodness. Use the hashtag #CommunityPossible to share a story of one good thing you've done recently. Together, we'll turn one small change from all of us into one big impact in our community. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. The Grizzlies Baseball Academy at GCS Ballpark is where tomorrow's stars train today. We specialize in professional baseball instruction and offer group, semi-private, and private lessons taught by experienced instructors and the most realistic hitting experience you'll find, the ProBatter PX2. The ProBatter PX2 features a multi-pitch machine with synchronized video display to simulate live Major League quality pitching. To schedule your lesson, call 618-781-8170 or visit grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. That's 618-781-8170. 
1970 or grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Over the past 12 years, America's family corn farmers have produced the 12 largest corn crops in history, and they've done it with less fertilizer, fewer chemicals, and less land. Using groundbreaking technology and new management practices to grow food, feed, fuel, and fiber. In other words, America's family corn farmers continue to grow corn better than anyone else and better than ever before. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. You're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. 2-1 Schaumburg as we get to the seventh inning. Jordan Barrett back to the mound for the Grizzlies. Unofficially at 83 pitches for the ye- uh, for the night anyway. And Clint Hardy, Gianna Mortellini, and Alex Polston, the 5, 6, and 7 batters will hit in this seventh inning for the Boomers. So Barrett has been very efficient, and that's been an issue for him this year. Lefty to righty, here's the pitch. And it's taken for a strike. Barrett, the wind up of the pitch. Hardy swings at a backdoor curve. Rockets a line drive through the right side of base head. So he is one for two with a walk and a board to lead off the seventh inning for the Boomers ahead two to one. And here is Gian Martellini, who has singled and popped up to first base. And now the Grizzlies will prepare for the possibility of a sacrifice bunt with a rookie catcher coming up. And Hardy at first base, who runs pretty well, especially for a bigger guy. Barrett ready at the letters and the pitch. Taken low for a ball. Lowry holds Hardy at first. Barrett looks that way. He has a good move. 1-0 pitch. He has swung and a miss. Martellini was late on a fastball. And it's 1-1. One one. Middle infielders aren't double played up. The shortstop, Sakurai, may be a couple of steps farther away from the bag than he normally would be playing for a uh, twin killing. Perhaps the Grizzlies anticipate Martellini will pull the ground ball. Barrett into the stretch. And the pitch. Martellini swings and lifts a fly ball high and deep left center field. Dunstan races back into his right from center, slows on the track, makes the backhand. No, he dropped it. He dropped the ball in front of the track. Hardy moves up to second. Martellini is save at first. Second fly ball that Dunstan has dropped in his many games, and it's an error charged to him again, his second of the series. The Grizzlies' first error tonight, but they committed three yesterday, and this one puts two boomers on with nobody out. In the top of the seventh inning, and Schaumburg already ahead two to one. Dunstan got there but couldn't grab it. Looked like he had it in his glove and it just popped out. Chris Dyke with a base umpire said no catch. Looked from here like the right decision. And now Grizzlies manager Phil Warren is out 
to go to the mound. There was an odd delay with Zach Taylor talking to Barrett. Connor Owings was in for the discussion as well. Nobody's throwing in the Grizzlies' bullpen. And so Phil Warren is out, which is unusual for him to visit to the mound without making a pitching change. meeting has broken up. Phil back off toward the first base dugout. Everybody in the infield back to their places. They're in the bottom of the 12th now. Windy City has gone scoreless in two innings in a row with the international tiebreaker rudder. It's still a 2-2 tie in the bottom of the 12th at Lake Erie. The Crushers coming up to bat to start that bottom of the 12th. Thunderbolts uh, even got a leadoff error then. They had runners on the corners, nobody out. Lefty to righty, the pitch to Polston. He shows bunch and fouls it off his own bat of the box. No balls, one strike. So the Thunderbolts had first and third. Nobody out at the top of the 12th and still didn't score. Go to the bottom of the 12th, 2-2 at Lake Erie. Washington leads 3-2, bottom of the 11th in Florence. With two outs, the bases loaded for the freedom. And the count is one ball and one strike on Kripor, the batter. Here it's 2-1 Schaumburg in the seventh. Two boomers on, nobody out. Nothing can one the count on Polston. Barrett deals, Polston shows bunt, pulls it back and takes up and away for a ball that's one and one. Right now, the bunt defense the Grizzlies are going with has the first baseman Lowry charging hard, second baseman Daniel circling in behind him to cover first. The shortstop Sakurai is covering second base, and the third baseman Owings is trying to stay home if he can. So Polston's goal in a straight sacrifice will be to bunt this ball and force Owings to field it at third, pull him in away from covering third base. Barrett looks to second, one and one pitch, Polston Bunts it toward third. Owings comes in, scoops it up, has plenty of time to throw softly to Andrew Daniel, the second baseman, covering it first for the out. So the sacrifice goes five to four. Hardy to third, Martellini to second. With one out of this seventh inning, and the Boomers up two to one. That pitch probably would have hit Polston had he not connected with it on the bunt. It was kind of a self-defense jumping back out of the way, taking one that was coming toward his midsection, but he got down a really nice bunt over to third. And Connor Oliver now will bat. He has bounced into an unconventional ground ball double play back in the second and fly to left. Infield in for the Grizzlies, trailing 2-1 with one out of the seventh. Boomers at second and third. Left-hander against left-hander. Barrett sets at the pitch. Oliver takes a curve low for a ball. Jimmy Galuski, the number nine batter, is on deck for the Boomers. No action of the Grizzlies' bullpen, even with Barrett at 92 pitches in the seventh. He sets at the letters, 1-0 pitch. Oliver swings and ticks it back into Zach Taylor's mid-strike one. Count is now even. Grizzlies have an excellent arm in right field in Dustin Woodcock. The Boomers have above average, but not excellent speed in Clint Hardy at third. Infield in all the way around. Barrett stretches, and the one-on-one -on -one pitch. Oliver swings at a breaking ball, lifts it left field, deep enough to score the run. White still going back to the track. It's over his head, bangs off the wall. He delivers the ball right in toward third base, where it's not in time for, to stop Martellini from moving up. It's an RBI double. Hardy scores. 
And Oliver had his, has his second double in as many games in this series. That's his 27th RBI of the year. And it's 3-1 Boomers in the seventh. So now, certainly the Grizzlies' bullpen will be up. For some reason, they still have not been throwing all this time, even though Barrett is running into some trouble and is over 90 pitches and is in the seventh inning. He's given them enough, even though the bullpen has been asked for a lot the last couple of games. Grant Black threw six pitches yesterday. You'd think he would be available for an inning or two tonight. Jeff Bramblett certainly has an inning in him. And Patrick Boyle is now going to be the one to get up. Lefty against righty. Barrett sets and deals. Galuski takes outside for a ball. Shows you how the Grizzlies have played coming behind in games as well, that the Grizzlies wouldn't want to go to their top-of-the-line relievers, Black and Bramblett, even trailing 2-1. to one. I think that shows probably a lack of confidence they can come back in the game. Still second and third, infield still in, one out. 3-1 Boomers now in the seventh. And the 1-0 pitch to Galuski is taken away outside ball two. Boomers leadoff man and former Grizzly Luis Roman is on deck, so Gateway doesn't want him coming up with the bases loaded because that seems like a recipe for a grand slam. Galuski has struck out and lined out to center tonight. Time call for the Grizzlies catcher, Zach Taylor, to go out for a conversation. We have some movement to report on our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard, although not in either of our extra inning games. River City leads 3-2 now in the top of the ninth. Juliet has scored to cut it to a one-run deficit for the Slammers. And now we do have a final score. Trevor Kraport struck out swinging to leave the bases loaded, and Florence loses 3-2 at home to Washington. Last place team from the East Division. That's a costly loss for the Freedom. Everybody ready again in the 2-0 pitch. Curveball that is topped up third and foul. Lake Erie has Aaron Hill, the potential uh, winning run as the international tiebreaker rule runner at second base, and Emmanuel Barrero just walked to lead off the bottom of the 12th. So two on, nobody out for the Crushers. Got a 2-2 tie last for the 12th at Avon. Evansville at Southern Illinois still tied 3-3 in the seventh. Second and third here, 3-1 Boomers in the seventh inning, one out. Barrett's two and one pitch on the way. Galuski swings and misses, laid on a bell-tie fastball, and it's 2-2. Two and two. Shortstop Dunstan, or a shortstop Dunstan, the center fielder Dunstan is very shallow. Right fielder Woodcock a couple of steps in as well. Left fielder White remains rather deep around his normal positioning. Barrett ready in the 2-2 two two pitch. Galuski fouls it back. Boyle now throwing off the mound of the Grizzlies' bullpen. Next pitch for Barrett will be his 100th. And Luis Roman, a left-handed batter, is on deck. So I would think Boyle would come in to face Roman if the inning does, in fact, extend that far, which it will, barring an out-of-the-base-pants of some kind. Two and two pitch again. Galuski fouls it back. He had to reach out for a fastball around the outside corner, just got the underside of his bat to it, and clipped the bottom of the baseball to the screen. Six hits apiece, but the Boomers lead 3-1 of the seventh, looking for a sweep of the Grizzlies. And that would push them back above 500. They're hoping against hope when he said he can force a 13th inning and potentially still end up winning that game at Lake Erie to give the Schaumburg Boomers a chance at a three-game deficit. Two and two pitch again, swung out and missed. Curveball down and in. Galuski didn't get it. That is six strikeouts for Barrett, brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. Safe digging is no accident. Before you dig, call 811 or go to IllinoisOneCall.com. That's Illinois, the number one. Call.com. Roman coming up. Two boomers in scoring position. Schaumburg up 3-1 of the seventh. 
And I would think Phil Warren will be coming out of the Grizzlies' first base dugout to make a move. No sign of him yet. And it looks like he's not coming out. Roman climbs into the lefty box. And Phil Warren is going to let Barrett face him. This is a huge moment of this game. Jordan sets at the chest at his pitch. Roman takes a breaking ball that stays high. One ball to no strikes. Righty batter Matt Rose, who is 0 for 3 with a couple of strikeouts, is on deck. So Barrett wants to be careful with Roman. He does have first base open. Roman has lined out softly to short, grounded out to second, and struck out. Martellini at third, Oliver at second, two down, seventh inning, 3-1 Schomburg, and the 1-0 pitch. Roman swings and misses a high and tight fastball, and he took a big cut at it, trying to turn toward right field and drive a three-run homer out of here to blow this game wide open. Boomer's got two in the first on a Quincy D. Porty homer. Grizzlies got one back on an RBI Andrew Daniel single in the fourth. Boomers have scored one thus far in the seventh with two in scoring position and two down. Barrett straightens and is one and one pitch to Roman on the way. Swing and a miss on a curve low, one and two. Boyle is ready in the Grizzlies' bullpen. But Grizzlies manager Phil Warren, in pursuit of his 600th career victory as a Frontier League manager, opted to leave Jordan Barrett in to face his former teammate, Luis Roman. Now one ball, two strikes. Boomers at second and third, two outs. Schaumburg three, gateway one, top of the seven. Tall left-hander straightens, and now the pitch. Roman swings, shoots a fastball on a line into center. Dunstan back into his left. He reaches out, makes the over-the-shoulder catch, and the inning is over. Hard hit line drive for Roman, but it is tracked down and centered by Dunstan. Roman is 0 for 4, and the Boomers strand a pair. Barrett limits the damage to just one run. A quality start as it stands for Jordan. Time to stretch in Soje, heading to the bottom of the seventh. It's a 3-1 Boomers lead on the Grizzlies media network. A Budweiser, a burger, and Thomas Rhett. When you wake up in a different city every day, there's a comfort in being able to count on something familiar. And for me, that's a Budweiser and a burger. Los Angeles, Chicago, El Paso, big or small, loud or quiet, a Bud and a burger remind me who I am and to keep doing my thing. They take me back home. The best way to get my friends and family over to my house is to tell them that I'm about to grill some burgers and drink some Bud. Nothing fancy, nothing forced, no lights, no noise, no backstage pass required. That's a Budweiser and a burger. Cheers. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsibly. Budweiser beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. At ServPro, no home is too big and no question is too small. So when fire or water damage strikes your home or business, call on the cleanup team. The insurance industry has trusted for more than 40 years at 1-800-SERVPRO and ServPro.com. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things matter most are on the line, make sure we are too by calling 1-800-SERVPRO or visiting ServPro.com. Helping make fire and water damage like it never happened happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated.
This is Sean Denson Jr., and you are listening to Gateway Grizzly Baseball on the Grizzly Media Network. seventh inning. Boomer's added a run in the top of the seventh. Grant Black is now up and throwing in the Grizzlies' bullpen, which again does beg the question, even though Jordan Barrett got out of it, if the Grizzlies were willing to use Black now, trailing 3-1, and he would be coming into on to the eighth, why wasn't he the first option getting up in the seventh inning? Was that a left-on-left matchup against Roman? Because Boyle's pretty much over the top. I don't know that he's a big advantage against a left-handed hitter. And you wonder about how the, uh, the Grizzlies decided to use the bullpen there. Swung by Greg White at a foul ball, lifted off the right side out of play. So Dylan Suitsman, Boomer's righty reliever, who turned in a 1-2-3 inning with a strikeout in the sixth, is back out for the bottom of the seventh, protecting the win at the moment that would go to Matt Miller, who went five innings, allowed one run, struck out seven. White has struck out twice, looking and swinging, post against Miller. The pitch, White's trying to check his swing on a curve, but he went around. It probably would have been a strike anyway, 0-2. Zach Taylor, the number nine batter on deck, then the leadoff man, Connor Owing. Six hits apiece. Grizzlies have made the game's only error. Led to an unearned run at this top of the seventh inning. Now in the bottom half, nobody on, nobody out. No balls, two strikes on White. Right-hander to right-hander. Stutzman stares in. Winds on the first base side of the rubber. But time called by Greg White. And now a left-hander up in the Boomers bullpen. Oh, I guess uh, that's Thompson. And it is. 0-2 pitch now. White takes inside. One ball, two strikes. Grizzlies going to need some base runners against a good Schaumburg bullpen. Stute's been one of the better relievers the Boomers have. 1-2 pitch. White takes a curve that stays high. 2-2. Two two. Top of that Grizzlies order is going to come up, of course, again. Leadoff man Owings will bat to the seventh inning. Sakurai Woodcock-Lowry guaranteed to come up at least before the eighth is out. Dunstan Daniel and then Jones would be the batters as it stands in the ninth. Grizzlies, of course, will need at least one base runner for a chance to tie this game. Two balls, two strikes on White. Stutzman deals, and Greg swings and tops one softly to third. Roman charges, gets the third hop with his bare hand. No, it kicks off his fingers, and White is saved with an infield hit. That was a tough play for Roman, although I'm not sure he was better served going for it with his bare hand than he would have been with his glove. White does run well, but he might have still had a chance. He really made that a difficult play on himself. And couldn't quite make it. It's an infield hit for White. He's at first. Nobody out for Zach Taylor, who has walked and singled thus far tonight. Middle infielders double played up for the Boomers. The second baseman, Polston, particularly shading Taylor up the middle. Big hole on the right side with the first baseman, Rose, holding White, who has not attempted a Grizzly steal in his first eight games with the club. Stutzman sets and deals. Taylor takes a curve outside, one ball, no strikes. First time tonight, Stutzman has had to go to the stretch. After Taylor bats, the Grizzlies have a lefty on deck and Connor Owings, and three of the next five batters will be left-handed. That could explain the southpaw Thompson warming of the Boomers' pen. One ball, no strikes. Stutzman from the letters. Here's his pitch. Taylor swings at a fastball, fouls it back over the screen. One ball, and one strike. 
on the Grizzlies' rookie backstop. Daryl Thompson is that left-hander in the Boomers' bullpen. Earned run average under three this year. Turned in a perfect inning with a strikeout Tuesday against the Grizzlies. And it appears he is just about ready to come in out of that Boomers' bullpen up the left field line in foul territory. White inches out to a bigger lead at first. Stutzman sets on the first base out of the rubber. And his one-and-one one offering to Taylor on the way. Zach waves and misses over a curved out and outside. It's a ball and two strikes. Grant Black looks already as though he's good to go in the Grizzlies bullpen, or perhaps he's just pacing himself, realizing that this Grizzlies inning with a leadoff man on might stretch on a little bit. One ball, two strikes. Stutzman throws. Taylor takes a curve outside, two and two. Only the third time tonight in seven innings, the Grizzlies have had the leadoff man on. They moved him to third base at each instance. It was Jones in the third and Taylor in the fifth. And in neither instance has that leadoff man on base coming to score. Grizzlies' only run came from Sean Dunstan Jr., who reached it a one out, on a one-out single, moved to second on a wild pitch, and scored on Daniels' ensuing single the next at bat. Down 3-1 of the seventh, the pitch. Taylor swings and misses. Looked like a changeup, good down and in bite toward the feet of the righty batter Taylor, who chased low and inside a strikeout. Second strikeout for Stutzman, the ninth for Boomers pitching, and Jamie Bennett is coming out of the Boomers dugout on the third base side. He'll be getting Connor Owings. A new pitcher, left-hander Daryl Tassel will be coming in for the right-hander Stutzman to face the aforementioned Owings with White at first, one out. Grizzlies down 3-1 at the bottom of the seventh. Chomberg pitching change. Tell you all about it when we get back on the Grizzlies Media Network. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Over the past 12 years, America's family corn farmers have produced the 12 largest corn crops in history, and they've done it with less fertilizer, fewer chemicals, and less land. Using groundbreaking technology and new management practices to grow food, feed, fuel, and fiber. In other words, America's family corn farmers continue to grow corn better than anyone else and better than ever before. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. The Grizzlies Baseball Academy at GCS Ballpark is where tomorrow's stars train today. We specialize in professional baseball instruction and offer group, semi-private, and private lessons taught by experienced instructors and the most realistic hitting experience you'll find, the ProBatter PX2. The ProBatter PX2 features a multi-pitch machine with synchronized video display to simulate live Major League quality pitching. To schedule your lesson, call 618-781-8170 or visit grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. That's 618-781-8170. 70 or grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. GCS Credit Union offers Casasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See financial institution for details. Member NCUA insured. You're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Daryl Thompson is into the ball game for the Boomers. Ahead 3-1 with Greg White at first base for the Grizzlies. One out, bottle of the seventh. And the top of the gateway order due up. Thompson, a six-foot-four, 
185 pound southpaw, 25 years old. And he is appearing for the second time in this series. Thompson, a second year boomer from Middletown, Virginia. 4-0 with a 2.85 earned run average. It's his 39th appearance all in relief. Over 41 innings, he struck out 56 and walked 20. The league is hitting just 145 against him, and the Grizzlies did not have a base runner against him Tuesday. Perfect inning with a strikeout for him. He takes over for Dylan Stutzman, who did not allow a run. One hit, two strikeouts, no walks over an inning and a third. He threw 24 pitches, 17 strikes. He's responsible for Greg White at first base. 3-1 Schaumburg, bottom of the seventh. Connor Owings trying to battle the Grizzlies back. He has flied out twice to deep left. In between, he has struck out. 0 for 3 tonight. Did have a homer and a double yesterday. He's homered in each of the last two Grizzlies series. Up to 10 home runs and 20 doubles this year. Lefty to lefty. Thompson sets and deals. Owings takes a strike over the outside of the knees. Connor is tied for second in the club at home runs. He leads in doubles, extra base hits, walks, batting average. Back of the box, upright, open stance. Pops the bat just up off his left shoulder. Thompson ready and throws. Owings takes a curve for strike two. Brent Sakurai is on deck. He'll bat barring a double play. Rose holds white at first. Potential tying run is Owings at the plate. Middle infielders for Schomburg double plate up. Third baseman Roman is deep. Sizable holds on both sides of the infield. Quick snap throw over to first. White is back. Thompson had just stepped off the rubber with his left foot rather than lifting his right foot. The option that the left-handed pitcher has. Right fielder Hardy is deep. The remainder of the Boomers outfield normal depth straight away. Thompson works out of the stretch. Third base out of the rubber. Sets at the shoulders. That is two-strike offering to Owings is on the way. Cotter takes a curve that drifts off the outside of all the two strikes. On the Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard, an additional final score in 12 innings, Lake Erie 3, Witte City 2. So we've had three final scores, all decided 3-2. River City over Joliet, Washington over Florence, Lake Erie over Windy City, those latter two in extra innings, 11 and 12 respectively. And that's not what the Boomers wanted to hear at Lake Erie win tonight. What a two pitch. Owings takes, strike three call, fastball on the outside corner, and he goes down looking. That's the first one for Thompson, the 10th by Boomers pitching, two down. And Brett Sakurai will bat as a potential tying run. Has not homered in the month of August. Has homered in each month this year, but he's running out of time in August. Eighth inning in Marion, Evansville at Southern Illinois, tied 3-3. Grizzlies trail 3-1 here in the last of the seventh. Two outs wide at first. So the Boomers pretty much will need to sweep the upcoming weekend series up in Avon to give themselves a chance of the East Division. That would pull them within one game. Lefty to righty. Here's the pitch. Sack swings and grounds one foul off the right side. Grant Black looks just about ready in the Grizzlies' bullpen. It appears he'll come in to face Schaumburg at the top of the eighth with two, three, and four. Rose Parentini Porti scheduled for the Boomers. Jordan Barrett at 105 pitches. Quality start for him. Three runs, two earned over seven innings. We'll get you more on that. If, in fact, the Grizzlies do make that pitching change and Barrett is out, when we begin the eighth. No balls, one strike on Sack, who has grounded out, singled, and grounded out again. He's one for three. Thompson the stretch. And his throw over to first. White is back standing without a play. 
Sakurai has not had an extra base hit since August 4th, a double against Whitty City. That's his only extra base hit in August. His last home run was July 25th against Lake Erie. One strike pitch from Thompson on the way. Brad swings and fouls it off. Right out out of play. Now they get two. All five of Brent's home runs have come at home. One against Lake Erie, one against Florence, and three against Evansville in a two-day span back in May. He represents the potential tying run of the plate. Grizzlies down 3-1, wide at first, two outs, and two strikes on Zach, who calls time and steps out. Thompson stares in, holds the ball behind his back, glove tucked against his right leg, hands together up around his orange beard, and a pitch. Sakurai takes a fastball high, and the count is one ball, two strikes. The Boomers, perhaps coincidentally, but with their uh, orange trim, do also lead the league, I would think, in orange beards. Quincy D. Porty, the slugger, has one. Darrell Thompson has one out of the bullpen. Jamie Bennett is a little bit more brownish orange, but you can still count it. Anthony Smith, the pitching coach, has an orange beard. What a tittle every now to sack. He swings it back to a curveball, loops it over the shortstop. Galuski in a center field, the base hit. That moves White up to second and puts Sack on as the potential tying run at first base and brings Dustin Woodcock and all his power to the plate as the potential go-ahead run for the Grizzlies in the bottom of the seventh. Multi-hit game for Brent Sakurai. Breaks a tie for the team lead in that category with Connor Owings. Twenty-five multi-hit games now for Sack this year out of the Grizzlies' 87 games, all of which he has started at shortstop. White at second, sank at first. And here's the lefty batter, Woodcock, one for three. Thompson deals. Dustin takes a curve inside. He's turned his hip toward it in case it was going to nip him, but it just missed his white hip. And it's one ball, no strikes. Fly to left to strike out a single for Woodcock, who has 10 home runs, most recently in Evansville over the weekend. He could give the Grizzlies the lead with a big fly here. The 1-0 pitch. Woodcock takes a fastball outside, 2-0. The outfield is pretty deep and straight away. Not quite all out, no doubles. The first baseman, Rose, is deep and toward the foul line, trying to prevent anything from getting by him that way. Third baseman, Roman, is a bit off the line, but still quite deep himself. Even a base hit would probably score the speedy White from second with two outs. The 2-0 pitch. Woodcock takes outside. Three balls, no strikes. And now, would Phil Warren consider giving Woodcock the green light? If he walks, it moves Sakurai into scoring position as a potential tying run and brings up Luke Lowry, hottest hitter in the club the last month. But if Thompson is going to give Woodcock a pitch right down the middle, Dustin very well might be the Grizzlies' best chance in their lineup if he knows a fastball down the middle is coming to hit one out and give Gateway the lead. I don't think he'll have the green light, but it'd be fun if he did. Thompson sets, and a pitch. Woodcock takes a generous strike off the outside, three and one. Wide at second, Sakurai at first, two down last of the seventh. Schaumburg three and Gateway one hour score.
Woodcock waits. Thompson straightens. Peaks at second. And now delivers. Woodcock swings, shoots one toward the middle, it's hit a center field, the base hit. White waved around third. Here comes the throw from Oliver in center, it's offline. White is safe, an RBI single for Dustin Woodcock, and the Grizzlies are within one. 3-2 Schaumburg in the seventh. Woodcock second hit, his 23rd RBI of the year. And now Sakurai into scoring position at second base is the potential tying run. Woodcock aboard is the potential go-ahead run. And Luke Lowry coming up, but he's going to have to wait for a mound visit from Boomer's pitching coach Anthony Smith. Clutch hit from Woodcock. Back-to-back two-out single, Sakurai and Woodcock combining. Grizzlies now have hit the Boomers 9-6, to six, but Gateway has turned those nine hits into only two runs. In large part because the Grizzlies do not yet have an extra base hit tonight. Bottom of the eighth now at Southern Illinois, still a 3-3 tie between the Otters and the hometown Miners. Sack at second, Woodcock at first. Lowry could tie the game with a base hit, would give the Grizzlies the lead, likely with anything for extra bases. Very good speed on the base path. Righty batter has grounded out, struck out, and bounced into a fielder's choice. He's 0 for 3, but has hit in three games in a row, and coming into this game was 7 out of his last 16 over the Grizzlies' last couple of series. Powerful right-handed batter, better than knees at an open stance right side against the southpaw Darrell Thompson, who has allowed an inherited runner to score, charged to Dylan Stutzman. 3-2 Schaumburg, two Grizzlies on, two out of the seventh. Here's the stretch and the pitch. Lowry takes down and in. Did it hit him? No. Just missed him in the box. One ball, no strikes on Lowry. Sean Dunstan, Jr., who is one for three tonight with the run scored, is on deck. Now it's Roman guarding the line deep at third. Infield plays Lowry substantially to pull. The second baseman pulls in toward the bag to keep Sakurai, the potential tying run from getting too big a lead. The left fielder, Parenti, is playing almost on the warning track. Thompson sets at the shoulders. And is 1-0 pitch. Lowry swings and ticks a high fastball back into the mid of Martellini. And it's one ball, one strike. It was a hittable pitch below the letters, but well above the bell. One ball, one strike on Luke. Rests about on his back shoulder, holds it over the knob, open stance, wide of the righty box, better than knees. Thompson looks to second and the pitch. Lowry swings and fouls it inside, fastball back. So now Thompson is a strike away from getting the Boomers out of this inning, but still the margins are fine. Lowry is not afraid to swing for power even with two strikes on him. Lowry homered off an 0-2 pitch back on August the 7th. He's behind one and two here, two on, two out. 3-2 Schaumburg in the seventh. Pitch of the way, and Lowry takes a pitch low. Breaking ball just dropped below the knees. Two balls, two strikes. Lucas homered twice this month out of his seven in August with two strikes on him. Two balls, two strikes, two on, two out. 3-2 Schaumburg, seventh inning. Thompson ready, and here it is. Lowry swings and misses at a high fastball and strikes out. Couple of Ks for Thompson. He allows a pair of two-out singles to Sakurai and Woodcock, but the Grizzlies get only half the deficit and leave a couple of men on. They've stranded eight in seven innings. We head to the eighth, 3-2 Schaumburg on the Grizzlies media network. 
Every time you grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Pepsi, you'll find a Pepsi emoji on the side of the bottle. A little design that expresses something fun and unique. Pepsi has literally hundreds of different ones. So while the Pepsi delivers this, the Pepsi emoji delivers this. Open a Pepsi and tell the world how you feel and what you love with Pepsi emojis because every Pepsi emoji says something a little different about you. Whether you're a big sports fan, you're into the arts, love summer fun, music concerts, or just walking your dog, Pepsi has you covered with a Pepsi emoji that says it just the right way. <laughs> Pepsi emojis, say it with Pepsi. I'm Meg <laughs> Megan. That's my neighbor on her patio, which is OMG, stop. right next to mine. I want to buy a home, but I want something specific. Quiet plus outdoor space to relax. I'm using the U.S. Bank loan portal for my mortgage because I can check in on the process from anywhere, which makes it that much simpler and more convenient to buy. Your home, your mortgage, your way. Go to usbank.com to learn more. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Loan approval subject to credit approval and program guidelines. Interest rates and program terms subject to change without notice. Mortgage and deposit products offered by U.S. Bank National Association. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. This is Brent Sakurai, and you're listening to the Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Grant Black has escaped the Grizzlies' bullpen. See if you can escape Twisted Key Escape Rooms. Looking for a fun collaborative activity with family, friends, or colleagues? Head to Twisted Key Escape Rooms in Collinsville. How to race the challenge of a physical adventure game in which your team solves a series of puzzles and riddles using clues, hints, and strategy to escape the room. For more information, visit TwistedKeyEscape.com. Black takes over for Jordan Barrett. He delivered a quality start tonight for Gateway. Seven innings, three runs, two earned on six hits. Six Ks, two walks, 105 pitches, 68 strikes. But he is on the hook for the loss. He gives way to the six foot five, 225 pound, 25 year old right hander Grant Black from Newport, Arkansas. Second year Grizzly is one and five with a 2.66 earned run average. It's his club leading 47th appearance of the year. He deals to the ready batter Matt Rose. Black takes just low, for, or uh, Rose takes just low for a ball, one and zero. Oh. Black extends his single-season Grizzlies appearance record, which had previously been at 43. He's already up at 47 with nine games to go after tonight. 47 in the third innings, 57 Ks, 15 walks, 200 batting average again. Pitch to him, fastball strike, one and one on Rose, who has struck out twice. He's 0 for 3. He'll be followed by Jack Parenti and Quincy D. Porty, the two, three, and four hitters for the Boomers. Grizzlies have made one error tonight. They made three yesterday. All four of them have really hurt. Black sets up around the... Bill of his cap, one and one pitch is a curve down and outside, two and one. And now time call, Drew Ashcraft, the plate umpire is, I guess, warning Black on going to his mouth. He didn't like that Black went to his mouth and then straight to the ball, uh, baseball without wiping his hand off. Rare that you see uh, something like that pointed out, but Black didn't seem to take issue with it. Nobody on, nobody out, top of the eighth, three, two boomers lead. Two and one pitch from Black on the way. Rose swings at a fastball, chops it to third off a couple of hops. Owings backs up to the edge of the outfield, makes the grab. Long throw to first, little low, dug out of the backhand by Lowry, who just did secure it well enough in the webbing of his mitt to get the out call from Chris Dykeman. And I think the ball got caught in the webbing of Luke's mitt. He had to take his mitt off and pull the ball out of it. And hopefully it's uh, put together well enough that he can, uh, he doesn't need a new glove. Looks like it's okay. 
Who was it, the pitcher a few years ago? It was John Lester. It was John Lester a few years ago pitching with the Cubs who had a comebacker to him that got caught in the webbing of his glove. He couldn't get it out, and so he just took his whole glove off, jogged over toward first, and threw his glove to Anthony Rizzo at first base to get the out. One out here, nobody on top of the eighth, and Black delivers to Jack Parenti, lefty batter, who swings and shoots a hard ground at a short. Sakurai to his left off a couple of hops. It skids off the end of his glove into left center field. Another Brent error. He usually racks up the errors by simple virtue of playing shortstop and having good range, but he's made a couple of uncharacteristic miscues in this series. A line drive right at him that he dropped, and then a ground ball that just kicked off the edge of his glove. That's the Grizzlies' fifth error of the last two games, second of night. It's an E6 for Sakurai that puts Parenti at first. 3-2, the Boomers lead in the eighth, and here's Quincy D. Porti, who homered in the second, or in the first inning, a two-run shot. Lined out hard to center in the fourth, then hit into a 5-4-3 double play in the sixth, hard ground ball to third base. And Porti has three homers in his last two games. A double as well, a dozen batted in. Right-hander against right-hander. Black ready, and he throws. Porty takes a change up down and outside for a ball. Clint Hardy is on deck. But anyway, talking about those errors that have hurt the Grizzlies so badly, and there was another one that could hurt them, especially with some good hitters coming up for the Boomers. Black's Watto pitch. Porty lifts a fly ball right center field. Should be simple for Woodcock. Angles in and to his right. He's there. Makes the catch. And that's probably the softest contact Niporti has had all series. Maybe the first soft contact. He did have a strikeout yesterday. First time he's put the ball in play without hitting it hard. So Parenti at first, two down, and Clint Hardy will bat. Any runs now in this hitting for the Boomers will be unearned. They have one unearned run in this game. It was the top of the seventh, their most recent. And they had yesterday seven unearned runs. So if you take away the Boomers' unearned runs in this series, the Grizzlies win yesterday 8-6, to six, and this game is tied 2-2 right now. And we're going to the bottom of the eighth. Instead, two outs, Parenti by virtue of an error at first base, and here's the pitch to the righty batter, Clint Hardy, who swings and misses, led on a fastball for strike one. The Grizzlies' defense really has not hurt them that much. It hasn't been good, but it hasn't hurt them that much since the opening maybe six weeks of the season. Since the calendar turned to July, certainly since the All-Star break, haven't felt frequently that the Grizzlies' defense has cost them a game. It cost them a game yesterday. One strike pitch. Swing and a miss by Hardy at a slider low 0-2. And a very well could end up costing them this game as well. Hardy has struck out, walked and singled with a run scored. He's one for two tonight. Behind on the count, no balls, two strikes with two down. 3-2 Schaumburg in the eighth. Kind of surprised Parenti hasn't been moving yet at his plate appearance. He has a very short lead at first. Black sets and a pitch. Hardy takes down it outside for a ball. Gian Martellini, the Boomers catcher, is on deck. He would bat at the inning continues. And I believe that's Connor Elder, the right-hander up at the Boomers bullpen off the left field line. Their closer, who they'd be going to for a six-out save, it appears. Black's 1-2 pitch now to Hardy. Parenti does run. Pitch is taken just low. No, strike three call. Late decision by Ashcraft, but he rings up Flint Hardy. And the stolen base attempt is for naught. Strikeout for Black, who now comes in to discuss uh, that going to the mouth warning he got from Drew Ashcraft just to clarify things. No runs, no hits, an error and a man left. Last of the eighth is next. 3-2 Schaumburg on the Grizzlies Media Network. 
GCS Credit Union offers Kasasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See Financial Institution for details. Member NCUA insured. The National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum in Cooperstown is the place where baseball legends live forever. It's where the exciting moments of today stand along the iconic tales of the past. With new exhibits and artifacts telling incredible stories, the Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum is a must-see destination for fans of all ages. Baseball in Cooperstown. Oh, my. Plan your visit today. Check out BaseballHall.org. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America, and it's making a huge difference in America's balance of trade. One-third of the world's corn exports come from the United States. In fact, America's corn farmers exported $6.4 billion worth of corn last year, one of the few U.S. products with a trade surplus. So when America's family corn farmers bring in their golden crop each year, they're also doing their part to put our nation in the black. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. Now back to the ballpark on the Grizzlies Media Network. Hoover's closer Connor Eller, as dominant as he is, does not have a save longer than four outs this year. He's coming on to start at the bottom of the eighth looking for a six-out save. Ahead three to two on the Grizzlies with their five, six, and seven hitters, Sean Dunstan Jr., Andrew Daniel, and Wesley Jones due to bat at the home half of the eighth inning. Darrell Thompson is finished for Schaumburg, two-thirds of an inning, no runs, two hits, two strikeouts, no walks, 18 pitches, 11 were strikes, and he allowed an inherited runner to score, charged against Dylan Stutzman, whose final line reads an inning and a third, one run earned on one hit, two strikeouts, no walks, 24 pitches, and 17 strikes. It's the six-foot-two, 200-pound, North Little Rock, Arkansas, right-header Connor Eller, 25 years old, at his first Boomer season. 5-2 with a 1.54 earned run average, 38th relief appearance for him. He has saved 19 ball games this year. Over 40 and two-thirds innings, struck out 42, walked only five. The league is hitting 2-0-1 against him. Grizzlies did manage a hit in a scoreless inning other through Tuesday in Sojay in our series opener. He struck out a batter. Frontier League All-Star this year, right-header, works out of the stretch, first base out of the rubber. Deals to the lefty batter, Sean Dunstan, Jr. Here it is. Sean swings at a fastball, drives it right field. High and deep to the wall. It is gone. Sean Dunstan, Jr. has tied the game with a first pitch solo shot off Boomer's all-star closer, Connor Eller. And we're knotted at three in the eighth inning. Jamie Bennett wanted a six-out save from Eller, who blew the save in one pitch. Dunstan's second hit of the night, his eighth home run of the year, and the Grizzlies have tied the game. All Grizzlies home runs brought to you by Trost Plastics, family-owned vinyl fencing specialist, serving the St. Louis metro area since 1988. Pitch to Andrew Daniel, take it for a strike of the outside. Hit it over the fence with Trost Plastics, fence and deck specialists. Jeff Bramblett is now up at the Grizzlies' bullpen, readying for the top of the ninth in a tie game now. One strike pitch. Daniel takes a curve low. It's one and one. That ball was crushed out to right, too. It had the 
trajectory of a home run all the way. And almost hit the advertising wall, landed at the very top of that grassy berm beyond the low right field fence in Sojay. 3-3 now in the bottom of the eight. Nobody out, nobody out. One and one pitch. Daniel takes a fastball strike, painted over the outside of the knees. One and two on Daniel, who has grounded a short, driven in a run with a single and a steal in the fourth, and struck out his last time of the six. He's one for three, has homered in each of the last two games in this series. Eller sets at the chest, drops it to the belt, and the pitch. Daniel takes outside, two and two. So Wesley Jones now guaranteed to bat, and Greg White in this bottom of the eighth, which means Taylor, Owings, and Sakurai now only guaranteed to hit at least before the end of regulation tonight. Two and two delivery. Daniel swings and pops it up. Shallow right field toward the line. Long run in and to his left for Hardy. On the slow jogs, makes the catch in fair territory. And it retires Daniel for the first out of the home eighth. If any other Grizzlies get on base, Woodcock would be guaranteed about next, and then Lowry after that. A couple of home run hitters in their own right. So here's Jones, who has singled, struck out, and grounded out. Righty batter is one for three. He is three out of 11 in this series, but has hit in all three games and his last eight in a row. Only his 10th game with the Grizzlies. The pitch. Fastball chopped to the left side. The third baseman, Roman, tries to cut it off, but it's the shortstop, Galuski, who backhands, throws off balance, back to first off a long hop, and gets Jones. In the end, not a very close play. Roman was sliding toward the ball, then pulled his glove back at the last moment and went down into a full slide on his back, almost like he was coming down a water slide to try to stay below Galuski's field of vision and eventual throw as he made it across the diamond. So a good play by the Boomers shortstop. Jones is out, two down. And here's Greg White, who was struck out twice, singled and scored. Grizzlies three, Boomers three, two outs, nobody on, bottom of the eighth inning. Right-hand batter away from the plate, back of the box, open stance. Right-hander Eller delivers. White swings and fouls it off to the top of the screen right side, just over Zach Taylor in the Grizzlies on deck circle. Just in front of the dugout steps of the first base side. Taylor wouldn't be a bad guy to have leading off the bottom of the ninth, and the Grizzlies can uh, pretty safely assume it's going to be tied with Jeff Bramblett coming in to pitch the top of the ninth inning. He does not give up any runs. One strike offering. White takes high, one and one. It'll be Mardellini, Polston, and Oliver, the six, seven, and eight Boomers batters in the top of the ninth against Bramblin, who has not allowed an earned run since June the 16th against Windy City. The last of the eighth here, White and Eddie ensuing Grizzlies batter as it stands represents the potential go-ahead run. One and one pitch from Eller. White takes a curve for strike two. Grizzlies have out hit the Boomers 10 to six, but it's tied 3-3. Again, Grizzlies would have won yesterday if we only counted earned runs. They'd be winning tonight if we only counted earned runs. But errors have hurt Gateway. The pitch. White swings and misses at a fastball, strikes out. First one for Eller. He allows a leadoff homer on the first pitch to Sean Dunstan Jr. to tie the game. We head to the ninth, nodded at three. And Jeff Bramlett coming on for the Grizzlies when we get back on the Grizzlies Media Network. Budweiser presents an important message about friendship. You and me, we were made for love. A lifetime is not long enough to show you what you mean to me. Ooh, I'll be waiting here for you when you come home. I'll see you later, buddy. 
Budweiser knows your friends are counting on you. So we want you to remember to make a plan to make it home every time you go out. Do whatever it takes to get home safely. Call a friend, arrange for a cab, or designate a driver. Because friends are waiting. Hey, I'm sorry. I decided I shouldn't drive home last night. I stayed at Dave's. When you come I'm back. I'm back. To me. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> this message is brought to you by your friends at Budweiser. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Family corn farmers have planted more than 1.2 million miles of conservation buffer strips to protect the soil, improve water quality in lakes and streams, and create acres and acres of wildlife habitat. So corn farmers aren't planting just corn. They're planting the seeds for future generations to enjoy what Mother Nature has created for all of us. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. This is Jeff Manzo, and you're listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Gateway 3, Schaumburg 3 after eight innings from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Sojay tonight. Jeff Bramblett has escaped the Grizzlies bullpen. See if you can escape Twisted Key Escape Rooms in Collinsville. For more information, visit twistedkeyescape.com. Bramblett replaces Jan- uh, Grant Black, who threw a scoreless inning, did have a man reach against him on an error in the eighth. He struck out one, 11 pitches, seven of which were strikes. And now it's the 6'3", 210-pound right-hander from Hoover, Alabama. 24-year-old is 2-3 with a 0.54 earned run average. It's his 41st appearance of the year. Over 49 and two-thirds innings, Jeff has struck out 57 and walked 15. The league is hitting just a buck 50 against him. And he came within one strike of an immaculate inning in his most recent appearance Tuesday against these Boomers. He struck out the side in order. The first two on three pitches, he went 0-2 on Dylan Jones, the last man he faced before he missed his own with a couple of pitches and struck him out on a 2-2 two two delivery. He'll face the 6, 7, and 8 batters for the Boomers in the top of the ninth. Martellini, Poston, and Oliver. Right-handed Bramblett works out at the stretch, third base out of the rubber, sets at the letters, and deals to the righty batting rookie catcher who takes inside for a ball. Gian Martellini has singled, popped up, and reached out an error. He's one for three. Bramblett has not allowed an earned run since June 16th at home against Windy City. Here's his 1-0 delivery. Martellini takes low for a ball at its 2-0. Jeff, over that span, has made 25 appearances. He's pitched 28 innings. No earned run. Now the pitch. Martellini fouls it back. Over those 28 innings, Bramblett has struck out 40. He's walked only five. And his earned run average for the season, as mentioned, at a 0.54. And he's pitched only twice in the last week. He threw Friday one inning in a save against Evansville, which did take him over 20 pitches. Two and one offering down the way. Martellini waves and misses over a pitch below his knees, two and two. But then he needed only 11 pitches Tuesday against Schaumburg. So I would think he has potentially two innings in him tonight if the Grizzlies need him. After that, they wouldn't have a lot of options. Jason Seaver threw 33 pitches yesterday, Dakota Smith 29. Patrick Boyle would probably be next out of the pen. Two and two pitch. Fastball bounced toward third off a couple of hops. Owings comes in, gets it shoulder high, collects his feet, throws to first. Lowry might have come off the base early. Martellini is called out. It looked from here like Lowry came off the bag ahead of Martellini hitting it for no reason. The Boomers dug out on the third base side 
was pointing toward first base. But Chris Dykeman, our base umpire, said he's out. You'll see first basemen sometimes do that to try to influence an umpire to think the throw got there earlier than it did because the umpire is usually looking down at first base for the runner's foot to hit. And sometimes the first baseman will push off of that foot early to try to create the illusion that he's already caught the ball. But that wouldn't have been necessary in that play. Martellini was out by a step or more. Alex Polston swings to the first pitch, lines one into right. Woodcock comes on, reaches down, makes the belt high catch. So quickly two men out, and that efficiency is important for Bramlett more so than it normally would be if the Grizzlies are potentially going to need multiple innings from him tonight. 3-3, two outs, top of the ninth, double on for the lefty batter, Connor Oliver. He does have some pop. One for three with an RBI double tonight. That was his last time at the seventh. Zach Taylor, Connor Owings, and Brent Sakurai, the Grizzlies' 9-1-2 and two batters, due to bat in the last of the ninth. 3-3, three, three, our score, top half. Two outs, nobody on. Lefty batter Oliver into his open stance, better the knees, Bramlett sets, chest high. Now his pitch. Bounce toward the right side, the second baseman Daniel to his left, gloves it in short right, shuffles, slips to first, Lowry kept the bag, this time out of the watchful eye of Dykeman, who then watches Oliver just slam his helmet down into the turf beyond First base up the line. It certainly has been not been a good last few weeks or good last couple of seasons for Connor Oliver at the plate, for that matter. One, two, three inning for Bramblett with a couple of first pitch outs. Only seven pitches for him to retire three men. That's big for Gateway. Three, three tie going to the bottom of the ninth. Taylor owing Sakurai with Woodcock and Lowry after that. Try to walk it off. Back after this on the Grizzlies Media Network. Consider the cup holder. There's probably one feeling empty next to you right now. No refreshing Pepsi and no hope. Look at it. Really, really look. Are you looking? Just look at it, won't you? All across the country, cup holders just like yours are being abused, deprived of Pepsi, forgotten. Instead of a refreshing Pepsi, some of them are being filled with loose change or crumbled up drive through receipts or is that a what of used chewing gum? <sighs> Clean your car. But what if you could help? Both of you, or all of you, there's really no way for me to know how many of you are in your car. I hope there's not 10 of you. That would be really unsafe. Get a Pepsi and refresh a cup holder's life. Our cup holders and our thirsts are counting on it. In fact, I'm having a refreshing Pepsi right now. Ah, that is refreshing. <clears throat> Pepsi, refresh yourself. Refill your cup holder. One small change can do a lot of good. That's why U.S. Bank proudly invests in communities like yours. It's also why we're celebrating good deeds being done nationwide. Because the more good we see, the more we're inspired to do the same thing. So help us spread the goodness. Use the hashtag #CommunityPossible to share a story of one good thing you've done recently. Together, we'll turn one small change from all of us into one big impact in our community. U.S. Bank, the power of possible. Equal housing lender, member FDIC. Now, back to the ballpark on the Grizzlies Media Network. Bottom of the ninth inning, Grizzlies three, Boomers three. Gateway tie the game. In the bottom of the eighth inning, and a Sean Dunstan Jr. solo home run. First pitch off Boomers all-star closer Connor Aller, or Connor Aller, who was looking for a six-out save. He deals now to Zach Taylor to start the home ninth. Zach takes a strike over the outside. Taylor does have one home run. It came in Florence last month. He'll be followed by the top of the order, Connor Owings, Brent Sakurai. 3-3, starting the bottom of the ninth. Eller has not saved a ball game more than four outs this year, and it unraveled in the first pitch. Taylor takes a slider low, one and one. 
Now, Eller has not lost a decision since July the 3rd against Windy City, more than six weeks ago. Grizzlies three, Boomers three, bottom of the ninth. Nobody on and nobody out. Taylor is one for two with a walk. Eller ready, the pitch. Zach swings and pops it foul, right side out of play, one ball and two strikes. Taylor crowns the plate, straightaway stance, back of the box right side. Eller sets above the belt and deals. Taylor takes a slider down and away. Two balls, two strikes the count. Grizzlies have out hit the Boomers 10 to 6, but they've made a couple of errors, one of which led to a Schaumburg unearned run in the top of the seventh. That's the reason we're still playing baseball right now. Into the bottom of the ninth. Grizzlies trying to snap a four-game losing streak and effectively end the Boomers' playoff hopes this year. Two and two pitch. Taylor fouls a high and tight fastball back. Owings on deck has 10 home runs. Sakurai Defado has five. Woodcock 10, Lowry 12 after that if they come up to bat. Eller ready, his two and two offering again. Taylor fouls it back. Zach just staying alive. Grizzlies need him to find any way on base. Has the potential winning run. Sean Dunstan Jr., the first pitch home run out to right to lead off the bottom of the eighth against Eller. Tied the game at three. We're now in the bottom of the ninth. Nobody on, nobody out. Two and two pitch again. Taylor takes a fastball just off the outside around the knees, and the count is full. Three balls, two strikes. Eller works from the first base out of the rubber, only out of the stretch. Leans in, almost doubled over from the belt. Black glove against his leading left leg. Brings his hands together with the letters, drops him just above his belt buckle, and the payoff pitch. Taylor swings and just tipped one back into the mid of Martellini. Four strike three. Second strikeout for Eller. The 13th for Boomers pitching, one gone to the bottom of the ninth, and Connor Owings now will bat. He is nothing out of four. A couple of flyouts to deep left, a couple of strikeouts tonight. Owings homered yesterday along with a double. He's homered in each of the last two Grizzlies series, up to 10 on the year. Second only to Luke Lowry on the team. Lefty batter, upright stance, back of the box. Waits on Eller. Here's the pitch. Connor swings and shoots a line drive through the left side. Base hit. He's on base. Potential winning run is aboard for the Grizzlies with one out in the home ninth and Brent Sakurai coming up. Now the question is whether the Grizzlies would want to sacrifice bunt with Brent Sakurai? Probably not, but you never know. Sakurai is two of four, a couple of singles. Woodcock behind him is also single twice. He's two of four with an RBI. Sack has not homered since July. He settles into the righty box. With Owings at first, one out, 3-3 tie, bottom of the ninth. Right-hander Eller sets. And the pitch. Sack swings at a breaking ball, chops it to third. Roman gloves it behind the back, throws to second for one, where it was lost on the transfer by the second baseman, Polston. So Sakurai is aboard on a fielder's choice. 
That was a close play at second base. Normally, it's a gimme call for the transfer. To my eye, that was pretty close to popping out of Polston's mid already. It looked kind of like he had his hand in his glove before the ball got there, and he just popped it out rather than he reached in with his hand and popped it out at that point. But Dykeman was much closer than we are. And it's a 5-4 to four fielder's choice for Sakurai to reach. He's 2 out of 5. And now the question is whether the Grizzlies will have Sakurai try to steal. He has 21 swipes this year on 31 tries, and that would put him in scoring position with two outs, bottom of the ninth tie game. Pitch to Dustin Woodcock on the way. Swing and a fly ball, right center field and deep. Back goes Oliver to the track, to the wall. It is gone. A walk-off gateway winner. Two-run Dustin Woodcock homer, and the Grizzlies win it 5-3 in the bottom of the ninth. Gateway takes Connor Eller deep twice in as many innings. Dustin ties it in the eighth. Woodcock wins it in the ninth. His 11th homer of the year, and he's mobbed at home plate. The water is on him. The Gatorade's on him. The ice cubes are flying. Connor Owings and Sean Dunstan Jr. ripped the rookie's jersey off. Connor throws it past first base. And Woodcock shirtlessly jumping in the air in celebration with his Grizzlies teammates in foul ground of the first base line has won it for Gateway by a final of 5-3. to three. Dustin Woodcock just pulverized that baseball to one of the deepest parts of the ballpark over the fence in right center field, and the Grizzlies win it 5-3 in the bottom of the ninth. What a win for Gateway. And in doing so, the Grizzlies have essentially ended the playoff spot uh, hopes of the Schaumburg Boomers, who dropped to five games back of Lake Erie for the East Division title. Grizzlies Savage, the third game of the series, step a four-game losing streak. We'll be back with the final totals after this. GCS Credit Union post-game show is next on the Grizzlies Media Network. A Budweiser, a Burger, and Thomas Rhett. When you wake up in a different city every day, there's a comfort in being able to count on something familiar. And for me, that's a Budweiser and a Burger. Los Angeles, Chicago, El Paso... Big or small, loud or quiet, a bud and a burger remind me who I am and to keep doing my thing. They take me back home. The best way to get my friends and family over to my house is to tell them that I'm about to grill some burgers and drink some bud. Nothing fancy, nothing forced, no lights, no noise, no backstage pass required. That's a Budweiser and a burger. Cheers. This Bud's for you. Enjoy responsible. Budweiser Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. GCS Credit Union offers Casasa Cash Back, a free checking account that gives you cash back on all of your debit card purchases, not just on gas or groceries or restaurants. There are no points and no category restrictions, just pure cash back. You also get ATM fee refunds nationwide, and there is no minimum balance required to earn rewards. None of that, you must have $5,000 in the account to qualify business. Qualifications and rules apply. See financial institution for details. Member NCUA insured. The Grizzlies Baseball Academy at GCS Ballpark is where tomorrow's stars train today. 
We specialize in professional baseball instruction and offer group, semi-private, and private lessons taught by experienced instructors and the most realistic hitting experience you'll find, the ProBatter PX2. The ProBatter PX2 features a multi-pitch machine with synchronized video display to simulate live Major League quality pitching. To schedule your lesson, call 618-781-8170 or visit grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. That's 618-781-8170 or grizzliesbaseballacademy.com. Innovation is growing in the cornfields of America. Over the past 12 years, America's family corn farmers have produced the 12 largest corn crops in history, and they've done it with less fertilizer, fewer chemicals, and less land. Using groundbreaking technology and new management practices to grow food, feed, fuel, and fiber. In other words, America's family corn farmers continue to grow corn better than anyone else and better than ever before. Discover more at cornfarmerscoalition.org. A message from the Illinois Corn Checkoff. You are listening to the Grizzlies Post Game Show on the Gateway Grizzlies Media Network. 5-3, Grizzlies win it on a walk-off two-run homer from rookie outfielder Dustin Woodcock. His 11th of the season, second only to Luke Lowry on the club, and the one he will remember certainly most of all. What a victory for the Grizzlies tonight, scoring in the 7th, then in the 8th on a homer from Sean Dunstan Jr. to tie it, and then a two-run walk-off shot from Woodcock on the first pitch he saw. With two outs at Brent Sacker at first base to end things in the bottom of the ninth, a 5-3 Grizzlies win, which, in the excitement we failed to note, is the 600th in the managerial career of Phil Warren, only the second Frontier League skipper all time to reach 600 wins. He joins 13th-year Southern Illinois manager Mike Pitto with 600 wins or more in his tenure as a Frontier League manager. Woodcock and the Grizzlies win it by a final of 5-3. Nate Gatter back with you for the GCS Credit Union postgame show on the Grizzlies Media Network. Let's get to the final totals for the visiting Boomers. Three runs on six hits, no errors, and four men left on base. The Grizzlies scored five runs on a dozen hits. They made two errors and left eight men on base. Jeff Bramlett got the win for the Grizzlies after pitching a perfect top of the ninth. He improves to 3-3. Three and three. Connor Eller takes the loss for the Boomers to fall to 5-3. and three. There was no save. The game took two hours and 55 minutes after the start was delayed, 31 minutes by rain. 912 fans saw it here at GCS Credit Union Ballpark tonight. The Boomers fall to 43-44. and 44. They are robbed of what would have been a three-game winning streak, and they dropped to five games back of Lake Erie atop the East Division. The Boomers would need to sweep Lake Erie this weekend up in Avon just to have a chance. That would move them within two games of the division lead with a week to go, but that this loss tonight probably pretty much ends their playoff hopes this year. The Grizzlies with the Florence or uh, with the Evansville win remain 18 games back of the first place Otters who sweep Southern Illinois. The Miners fall the five games back of the West Division lead and they are three and a half back still of Florence for the final Frontier League playoff spot, which is their really their only hope going for the wild card at this point. But uh, the minor season probably just about over as well. How about this? Around the Frontier League tonight, four one-run finals. This was the only game not decided by one run, and it came on a walk-off homer. So some nail biters tonight in series finales as we're coming down the stretch of the 2019 Frontier League regular season. Our Grizzlies Media Network player of the game, I suppose, has to go to Dustin Woodcock. Not only did he have the walk-off homer, he was three of five with three RBIs to go with his home run. And... Uh, Jordan Barrett gets honorable mention. Seven innings, three runs, two earned on six hits. Six strikeouts, two walks, and uh, he does not factor the decision. Jeff Bramlett gets the win. He and Grant Black combined 
did not allow a base runner of their own accord. A couple of scoreless innings, the eighth of the ninth. So a well-pitched ball game for the Grizzlies, and they win it 5-3. to three. Once again, the final totals for Schaumburg, three runs, six hits, no errors, four left. For Gateway, five runs, 12 hits, two errors, eight left. Bramble at the win, he's 3-3. Three three. Out of the loss, he's 5-3, no save. Two hours, 55 minutes, the official time of game, 912-912. The paid crowd tonight in Sojay. For all of us with the Grizzlies, Nate Gatter saying so long tonight from GCS Credit Union Ballpark. Our final score once again, 5-3. Gateway wins it over Schaumburg on a two-run Dustin Woodcock home run with two outs in the bottom of the ninth. Tomorrow we'll be on the air at 6.50 for a 7.05 first pitch. 6.50, our Budweiser pregame show. Right under Ian Kaloa will go for the Grizzlies in the opener of a three-game series against the River City Rascals. Hope you can join us then. Again, saying so long tonight from Sojay. Hope you've enjoyed tonight's broadcast. Have as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. Can't wait to talk to you again tomorrow night. This has been a presentation of Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network. Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network is brought to you by Budweiser, GCS Credit Union, U.S. Bank, and Pepsi. You can catch any of the highlights from this game on GatewayGrizzlies.com, plus exclusive video content throughout the season. Thanks for listening to Gateway Grizzlies Baseball.